0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Season 5 of Sequelizers I am your host, Jack Chambers, as always And joining me, my fellow Sequelizers Mr. Matthew Dogden. It can't rain all the time we're in Norwich. You yeah, can. You absolutely really can. and absolutely can in Ireland. It's been raining Definitely for like can. three days now. Yep, it's non-stop. It's like it's like always raining. Yep. that's all we got. Yep. Speaking of rain, also
1: Timmyton, caca, motherfucker. <laughs> ah,
2: there we go. Playing the role of the crow,
1: <laughs> Chris
0: Tucker. <laughs> I I would be okay with. That. Actually, I'm, Sean
2: Williams Scott seems to make more sense.
0: Jesus <laughs> ka-ka, ka-ka, ka-ka. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're fixing the crow. <laughs> City of angels. We are. That film not good. Not good at all. It's a
2: tragic film. In not In many, many, many yeah. ways. Mm. The first one, obviously, for, but the second one because of what they
0: did to the it. The production mirrors the tragedy of the story in many ways. Oh, yeah. Or the planned tragedy of the original script. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, guess we should kick off with that, really, because that is a big talking point, isn't it? Mm. They fucked it. The producers, the studio, fucked this movie with the editing. I think... Yeah. Could have actually been good. It could have been great. Could have been good. Could have been good. I think Mm. Tim Pope, not a bad choice. No, he's a good guy. Not bad. Yeah, Yeah, Tim Pope could have done well. Music video director. Vincent Perez. Mm. Weird choice. Not great. Weird choice. But, um, yeah, they had a completely different... Script that they shot com- into completion. They made a film yes. that was like the Pope cut. two hours and twenty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because of course it was. And the studio were like, "No,
2: no, N- name it, name the person in question, because people need to be on the side of this
0: immediately." If in, just in case you were like, "Oh, it can't be that bad," Harvey Weinstein. Yep, ruined this movie. <laughs> Very much so. Just add that to his list of sins. It's pretty low on his list of sins. Yeah. No, but it's his professional sins. Yeah. 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 Rather than his personal sins. But fuck me. Harvey Weinstein fucked this movie. Yeah. So this is an
2: interesting point because... Okay, here's here's a bit of sequelizes what do we do moments. So before we get into what was The Crow like? What's the sequel like? What are the other sequels like? What would we do? Yada, yada, yada. We have to address one big factor here. Um, the fantasy of, of what we do here is we say, well, we think realistically it could be made into this. If your film is destroyed because Harvey Weinstein, the producer or head of the mm. company of Miramax, saying, I want it like the first one only, how do you get around that? Remake yeah. the first one. Yeah. he They
0: shot an entire film and they said, no, butchered it down to 85 minutes and shot more they stuff. They shot and
1: basically an entirely original film yeah. that wasn't and even based on the comics or anything. Th- mm-hmm. And they deliberately, because obviously... If anyone, if people people who know one fact about the Crow know that it's where Brandon Lee tragically died. Correct. And it then went on to be a massive success, especially for its budget, and opened number one at box office. Made took a load of money. Yeah, yeah. And so the studio were like, "Wow, this has done really well for you know a no name comic book adaptation." Yeah, the, the fact time... that it's based on a comic. I'm literally, an an one, no one. No one I know yeah. has read basically. Like, yeah, yeah. Ba- basically self-published, more or less. Yeah, pretty, the sound pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I have read it now, but <laughs> never type me no, no. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah it's, um, and they actually like, they they were really hesitant, especially the original writer of the comic book, really hesitant to do anything to follow up on it
2: because James Zabar was so close to hmm. to um, Brandon Lee and. He started working on a script, but it's like, I can't I can't do mm. this. I can't not see him in that role. Yeah. I can't be involved in this. I wish you all the best, but I can't.
1: Yeah. So, and then the, the producers actually went on like fan forums. They did. To which is say interesting. Yeah.
2: To what would you like? Yeah. Yeah. Which is fascinating because you go to the the fans and say, we want to do this properly. This is like 1996. It's two years after the first film, The Crow. Mm. And they said, what do you want? And they said, we don't want the same film again. We don't want it to pollute what we have the memory of. of don't Brandon try
1: and
0: stuff. bring back Brandon Lee in some weird
2: yep. fashion. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't,
1: don't use the same character. Yeah,
2: exactly. And that makes sense. And that's a good chat. And they said, okay, fine. Um,
1: and, and th- that also tells you how different the internet was back in 1996. Oh, that you could a friendly forum. Yeah, you could yeah. go on a friendly forum and get useful oh, feedback from fans. Yeah, so, so then you'd be
0: stuck on fucking 4chan or something. Oh Christ! Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, it'd be it'd be a Twitter poll. It'd be a Reddit nightmare. Yep. Mm. To
2: to give people an overview, because people might be scratching their heads at this point. 1994, The Crow, um, a goth's wet dream. Um, <laughs> It is. I I genuinely love this film. Um, because I saw it when I was fourteen and was like, "This is fucking amazing." <laughs> and every in Invert commas, Devil's Night, my wife will always say, "Can
0: we, can we watch the Crow?"
2: Um, because yeah, it's a cool Good film. film. Um, Devil's
0: Night is the thirteenth of October for those listening. Correct.
2: And it's the story of well, actually, James O'Barr lost his was it wife or girlfriend. fiance, I, Fiancé, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, and um, to to deal with the emotional side of things and sort of a coping mechanism he wrote a comic about vengeance and a guy going on on, on a, a rampage as it were and the version of the film is slightly different from the comic but mm. same sort of basic principle so there's a young couple they're evicted by a gang effectively who rape and kill Shelley webster mm-hmm. and her fiance um eric draven and they come both and a year after the event he is brought back to life by a crow and it goes on a killing spree, but it's a very. The thing is, it sounds like it's like, oh, it's metal as fuck, and it is cool, but it's very much a Emily Browning poetry kind of thing. It's a,
1: it's a gothic tragedy, like it's basically it's ev- if you've ever played a World of Darkness game, <laughs> it's that. Yeah. Um. It is.
2: it's It's kind of the thing that could have easily been a gothic horror sort of like Dracula, mm, um, uh, Jekyll and Hyde kind of era. Mm. Uh, but more sorrowful and soulful and, and, yeah. and saying that's quite quite tender. Um anyway, he does this the rampage, he, he gets revenge on everybody, he goes not only the people, individuals involved directly, but the people who gave the order played by Michael Wincott and I fucking love me some Michael Wincott. <laughs> um and lots of great castness. Um and then in the last moments of it all, he returns to the grave mm. and um there's only sort of two allies he had, which is a cop and a kid, and it's all very cool. Mm. Two years later, new film. Thematically, the thing that was intended was going to be set in a fiction, because like, it's a fictional version of Detroit, the first film. Yep. And this is a fictional version of Los
0: Angeles. And all the City of Angels, yeah.
1: Although mm. it should be noted that Devil's Night, um, mm. the, the night before Halloween, was a massive problem in Detroit. A real oh, yeah. massive no, don't problem in that. Detroit at this time. Um, and has only really in the past. 10 15 10 years, yeah. years being sorted out like pe- there were huge incidences of like arson and people dying it was basically the purge yeah 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 it was basically like Robo Robocop kind of a, a, a documentary in a lot of ways <laughs> it's it's very interesting because the first film is super stylized but it's still it relatable but, but still yeah. weirdly relatable because it feel it feels this city of angels is kind of this weird almost post-apocalyptic but not in any kind of specified way. Yes, yep, version so. of Los Angeles, uh, and the first film kind of feels like that of Detroit, but it's also at the same time. No, that's just kind of what happened on. Yes, uh, at yeah. the end of October every year. Yeah. yeah, the second one to kind of spin into
0: the 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 way it's shot and stuff. Oh, the stylization rem- yeah. reminded me of the future as featured in previous sequelized horrendous film. Mm-hmm. The Quickening I aka Highlander 2. Yes. It very much reminds me of how Highlander 2 is shot, mm. especially like the streets that um mcleod is walking through with like the hoverboard attack yeah. and all that kind of shit yeah. with the giggling like cyberpunk dudes <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I guess LA kind of lends itself to that weird kind of semi post apocalyptic cuz it's mm. like you said Tim, it's sort of, I guess it's poco- I wrote that in my notes of like mm. is this post apocalyptic? Mm. I guess it is. Sort of. In the same it's kind the, of like the, the Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess this is... It, is it just a just a horrible future? That's not necessarily post-apocalyptic.
1: Mm. It's just horrible future. <laughs> I mean, you, we mentioned the Purge earlier and it, it kind of feels like it, it feels like a, a city where any form of like authority or law mm. or public order has just kind of cleared out and then just left everybody there and then and then anyone who wants any kind of semblance of a normal life has also left. Yeah. And you've just got these- just drug gangs and criminals and yeah
0: mask or well, face painted vigilantes yeah. yeah
2: yeah not to the full extent like not like Escape from New York, more like The Warriors. And you're like, The Warriors is another... Warriors big, uh, is a great shout, yeah. But it's an interesting thing because they took all the concept. I if, concepts... If, if, there are so many like interviews and things with like Tim Pope, especially, about what they were trying to do as an actual new step for the story. He was pissed off as well. Oh, fuck, he was he furious. He completely
0: dissociated himself from yeah. it, refused to do the commentary for the DVD and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff.
2: Understandable. Yeah. And, and it, uh, Goya was involved, wasn't he? Goya I wrote the fucking... Yeah, film. I don't like Goya, but... I hate Goya. Uh, yeah. I can Fuck see how I'd Goya. be annoyed. If it's a... So there's some interesting things that they wanted to say, like we're going to do a lot of similarities, but things that are tonally similar. So for example, the rain is a big th- part of the, uh, uh, of the crow. This one tried to do it with smoke. And it's like, that's an interesting, or like a misty kind mm-hmm. of thing. Do like elements or something almost like, yeah, exactly. And it's an interesting concept. Mortal
0: Kombat theory.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it necessarily worked, but I like the idea of it. And the key thing is they had so many interesting aesthetics and ideas and the ending sounds really depressing of what would have mm. been the idea that at the end of the story uh, Corvin just Ash Corvin Ash, the Ash main Corvin, character yeah. the one yeah. um, Mechanic Ash Corvin no was he yeah he's a yeah, mechanic the, yeah. Yeah, which
0: is a reference to but, the original Eric in the comics, in the comics yeah. was mechanic yeah. Yeah. I was
2: wondering if he was been, always maybe a mechanic because I know they changed a few things but I think it was yeah so Ash Corvin um, basically not being able to save Sarah by the end of the thing, she dies, oh, I'll explain what I'm talking about in a second, don't worry. Um, she dies, and he's like, great, and now I can't die because I made this bargain earlier in the film, so I'm just going to have to wander around until I just expire, I guess. It's, it's really, it's mm. the kind of uh, lost of vampire, soul wandering yeah, through, yeah, gothic yeah, yeah. mindset, yeah, of like I'm absolutely. just
0: going to be tortured soul forever. Mm. It's tragic. Quite, and quite a good ending. Yeah. I actually quite like that as a, for one phrase, lack of an ending for that yeah. arc. I mm. yeah, also really like really the well.
2: idea that it's not um, a vengeful uh, lover again it's it's someone who's lost his kid that's mm. again uh it's it's a very interesting thing it could have been so fucking good but what came out of it <laughs> was
1: terrible i think that that was the one part from like looking into the what what the original film was going to be and also what the what the end result is that was the one part that didn't really work for me because i don't feel like that works with the kind of the gothic romance mm. of the concept like i think that's harder to do like not that it's not an appropriate source of grief obviously and stuff like sure, that but sure. i think it just doesn't i don't think it pops in the same way and that's possibly because there was originally going to be quite a significant like romance or at least kind of attraction between him and sarah who is a character from who's a girl little girl in the first film and yeah. it's meant to this is meant to be set like 20 years after the first or whatever yes um and she's grown up and moved to los angeles from detroit or the city of angels yes (laughs) um and there was meant to be more of a kind of a romance element in there and which might have kind of added that back in but yeah i think i think that the the, making it a father like is it's exactly the kind of thing that we would do yeah um but i kind of think that part didn't work
2: it's, it's a very... Again, without seeing what could have been, because I mean, yeah. we should clarify that there's the theatrical cut, which is shit. There's the in inverted commas,
0: Which is like 98 minutes long, 100, was, yeah. some, 100 minutes long, something yeah. like
2: that. And the director's cut, which I didn't realise until fairly recent, to be honest, is not the director's cut. correct mm. They just added more stuff in.
0: It's put back in the deleted scenes mm. as an extended... <laughs> right So I, I have watched the director's cut, quote-unquote the director's cut, and bits and pieces of the fan edit which we'll get into in a moment yep but the director's cut basically just has more shots of the crow flying and more shots of Ash riding a motorcycle yeah just because <laughs> that's what that's... this film is <laughs> mm. that's
1: what this film needed yep it's b-roll
0: god forbid we have more fucking it's just the crow flying through streets mm-hmm. and by the crow I don't mean the cool broody character from the first or even the second movie hmm. a literal bird yep just fly in and go, ah! And that's it. Mm, mm, mm,
3: mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's oh motherfucker! Or <laughs> alternatively, <That wasn't> even <laughs> better.
2: Yeah. It's, it's very frustrating because uh, these series very much seem cursed. Because the first film, uh, in my personal opinion... Killed Brandon Lee. Killed Brandon Lee, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was brilliant, but also... John Landis showed
1: up. John oh, Landis my God. rocked
2: up on set and said, I'm going to ruin this. Uh, How no. about...
0: He fights a helicopter.
2: Oh, um, in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film. Second one could have been great, but was butchered. Mm. Third and fourth, I want to say, are in elements interesting, but mostly forgettable. I
0: have now seen the first three. Right, <laughs> I have seen. Oh, you saw that one. Salvation. That's one with that. Ma- that's Mabius and Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. That's right. yeah. That's fine.
2: It's
1: better than with, the second one. Which is the one yeah, with, it is better than the second one? With uh, David Boreanis. That is Wicked Prayer. Is that Ed Furlong as yeah, well? Yeah, it's Ed Furlong and with yeah.
0: David Boreanis. <laughs> and Tara Reid? To correct, yes. Yeah. yeah, That's not good. I had to watch the trailer for that. I
2: didn't watch that, <laughs> I didn't watch that fucking movie. I saw yeah. it not good. Oh, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen all of it, but I saw parts of the TV series. Mm, um, yeah. Which was I interesting. I did not know there was a TV series. Yeah, yes. In it's 1998, there not... was yeah. a TV series, yeah. It was that, and Millennium, and X Files, and things like that were around at the same time, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah. Um, it was an interesting idea. I don't know if execution was very good or not. It got the attention it needed. Also, it really lends itself to us. It was, it was televised, twenty episodes long, something yeah, like that. And
1: yeah. Then it got single season. Yeah. Yeah. Year after Buffy, that makes sense. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep.
0: Single season supernatural thing that got cancelled very quickly. Oh, you mean the nineties? <laughs> <slash> early two thousands. <2000s. laughs> yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> something that would have been on shown on repeat on the Sci Fi Channel in <laughs> most definitely. Yep, absolutely, Lex. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so going into this, and I don't know if you guys know this, I had not seen any of the crows. I didn't know that you hadn't seen either. What of? Them. I knew basically, Brandon Lee died mm-hmm. from during the production of the Crow yeah. and how he died, and Sting the wrestler is basically the Crow. <laughs> <laughs> With the, I knew he had the face paint, and I was like. Is the baseball bat a wrestling thing, or is that a, <laughs> is that a thing from the film? I, don't know. I, I assume so, leather I trench coat. Assume there's a scorpion in there somewhere. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> baseball bat and scorpion. Nothing to do with the crow. That's a nope. sting thing. It's guitar. <laughs> it's guitar stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. So what? So I, yeah. I'm curious what you, I, so on? I watched the crow. Naked. Um, yep. Yeah, whilst wanking. Of course. About five days ago, probably something like five sure, or six sure. days ago, and I watched the first two back to back. And then did a bit of research and put the third one on in the background while I did housework. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, And I fucking loved The First Crow. Yeah. I was like, am I going to enjoy... I'm worried that this hasn't aged well. And I'm going in as a person in 2020 of like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work for me. Yeah. And I like, I literally, I don't know like who wrote it, who directed it or anything. And I was watching it. I was like... God, this looks a lot like Dark City ah! This is great, I fucking love Dark City This is amazing It's like, look at the DVD case Proyas, you motherfucker <laughs> It is a Proyas film, So yep. that makes total sense mm-hmm. And yeah, I absolutely fucking loved it The atmosphere, the, the direction, the, the well. soundtrack I've been listening to the soundtrack basically non-stop yep. And just listening to The Cure And just <laughs> being all goth and The Nine fan- Inch covers of Dead Souls and oh, stuff Oh man, so fucking good great. So good and yeah, I'm I'm absorbed within the Crow lore <laughs> yeah. now. Welcome. So much so, I've been reading the Crow comics. Oh, shit. I've read the original run, and I've read two of the miniseries that were recommended to me by a friend mm-hmm. of mine. The um, Skinning of Wolves or something oh, like that, that one, which yeah. is the one set in a Nazi concentration camp, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yep. And I can't remember the name of it, but the one set in Japan in Tokyo, which oh, is fantastic as well. Mm. Uh, skin, skinning the Wolves is the Nazi concentration camp, which is which was really good. I really enjoyed that. It's like a mixture of a geisha and the crow. Oh, that's makeup. Cool. It's mm. really really cool. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's
1: exactly what Matt wants. It's like Assassin's Creed. It's it's the kind of oh, thing you can on anything. Yeah. It would work really yeah, well. Yeah, it's it's like it's quite a flexible concept. Yeah, like there's it's vengeance. Yeah, um, for goths. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just like, hey, goth kids, you we wanna, got you. <laughs> we got we got you.
0: So uh, uh, it's a five issue miniseries. Uh, I read it on Comicsology. Came out in 2013. Sure, it's called The Crow: Death and Rebirth, mm. and that is the cover, ladies. Oh wow, it's, it's like is, uh, it is, it's beautiful. That's like a cross between Katana and uh... mm. it basically looks like Katana, But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but The Crow, no, no, uh, no, written no. by John Shirley, uh, art by Kevin Colden and Kyle Holtz, nice. and it is fantastic and i really really enjoyed it i'm curious because james abar and his artwork
2: in the in the original crow very distinct and very 90s Mm. how are you with that
0: because obviously as a comic man yeah Mm. yeah Um,
2: because i loved the crow but i had real problems
0: getting into it because like weirdly enough i I made like comparisons it reminded me of the original teenage mutant ninja turtles run yep very much so and weirdly enough because i read those for this show as well the Mask comics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, The Mask is a lot more grotesque. It's a lot more, like, monk, mental and over-the-top and a bit, obviously, mm. cartoony and yeah. stuff, but it's also really dark and broody as well, which I is like the a mask weird, weird it's, comparison. It's a
1: similar sort of era, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yes, they're they're that all that sort of early 90s, 90s indie yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yep, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: Marvel and DC were messing themselves up. Yeah, so the indie it's scene, the, was the huge. black and
0: white independent comics of the early nineties <laughs> mm, is yes. like, oh, those three, the incident. Because yeah. I'd read those before, yeah, yeah. I made those connections straight away, and I was like, I'm really enjoying this mm. as a kind of. I'm aware that it's a nineties thing. Mm. Once you, yeah, it's like watching a film from the forties. So the you... guy who wrote a nightfall pitch <laughs> a few weeks
3: ago. <laughs>
2: Yeah, once you watch, once you, um, this is what's hard to get in people in like, like films from like, uh, the 40s, 50s and something, mm. and you get into the style of acting. So, for example, if I say, I love the fuck out of James Cagney, I really love James Cagney, and I try and recommend a James Cagney film to someone like The Roaring Twenties or Public Enemy or something, or, or Angel Dirty Faces, I fucking love Angels Dirty Faces. And it's very hard because the way it's shot, the way people talk, the way it, the pacing, everything is so. Not alien, but it's very difficult to get on with now. It just feels hammy and ridiculous. Mm. Same thing with the uh, reading or, or reading literature of the past as well, but reading mm. comics specifically because it's a physical media. Sorry, mm. not physical, um, because it's a visual medium. Absolutely, yeah. You you do get an element of
1: okay. I'm going to have to knuckle down with this either silver or bronze age yeah. stuff and and just the way like the fact that basically most comics don't use thought bubbles anymore, whereas you go back to you know the early 90s and suddenly they're fucking everywhere yeah. and it's just a very different experience you go back to the 60s it. and it's
0: oh yeah <laughs> every single panel <laughs> yep. is tell don't show yeah how,
2: how do we convey <laughs> thoughts of what the character's feeling we can't draw that shit because that <laughs> we've got Here, images. here's the
0: character describing what's happening in the rest of the panel covering half the panel yeah <laughs> okay sure but yeah that that's a thanks that's a the tangent. past <laughs> in summary Loved the crow. Yeah, mm. went deep on this ship and been <laughs> been absorbed in the law and the world and all that kind of stuff. You didn't paint your face, did you? I I thought I genuinely thought about coming to this recording with a painted <laughs> oh, face. Oh wow! I couldn't find any white face paint in time. I
2: I went did a couple of Halloween's as the crow. Of course you did. My
0: brothers did as well. Because of course cool you did. Fuck. Yeah, you had that. I love leather jacket. Why wouldn't? Yeah, I? No, yeah. coat. Sorry. Yeah, and long hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. No photographic evidence exists.
2: I don't like. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that you can
0: find. <combine. laughs> so yeah, I, I very much got into it. And yeah, do not like City of Angels. But like I said, I don't think I would have hated the original one. And speaking of that, before we get into your kind of relationship with the crow, for want of a better phrase, the fan edit is interesting, but so not a film that it's difficult to watch so what it actually is is pieced together bits and pieces like narration and bits of the script being read out and stuff like that with fan art and stills from the first two films like mushed together in some weird thing yep plus the clips from trailers added to scenes cuz the trailer included a lot of footage from the original version because they hadn't re-edited and reshot mm. it yet. Yeah. Before all the reshoots happened, they released a trailer which is actually quite good. And then the fucking Weinstein's showed up and fucked it. Fucking ridiculous. And then yeah, and then we got the the abomination that is City of Angels, which is unfortunate. Fan edit is in theory a good idea, but it is borderline unwatchable just mm. because it swaps from still images to yeah. oh it's a clip from the film so it's in this aspect ratio mm. then it's in this aspect mm. ratio then it's a bit from the trailer which is a different thing and a lower resolution it's like fucking hell it's a hardcore concept to get
2: on with and mm. sometimes you can see it it's it's like watching a storyboard
0: a Storyboard half of, it half of it yeah. is watching storyboard yeah. bits basically mm.
2: yeah. and it's it's very much a case of like you. sometimes you can see past that and get so engrossed but you have to be such a fan and so ready to do that because you're like okay, I wonder what, what mm. could have been. And I'm ready to use my mind. And I was like, yeah, because your eyes are doing nothing right now. Cause it is, however. Mm. Tim
0: Pope approved. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah, sense. He's yeah, he's seen it. and He's and- seen
1: it and said that this is my favourite cut of this movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it still it's, exists. It's worth pointing out that we're basically coming up on the 25th anniversary of it now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 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 So it, and given the Harvey Weinstein's fall from power, it might be worth getting like some kind of, I mean, I. Internet. We are not the people to get get that. I'm sure that there are far more passionate crow fans out there who have yes. been keeping this kind of, uh, the the spark alive for it. The people who've done these fan edits and put the time and effort into it might be worth like kicking off some kind of campaign to get a closer to the original cut of this film released. Hashtag and release be, the Pope cut. Yeah, and I'd be not shocked if it turned out that there already was.
0: Well, they're all, they are working sort of. On a remake mm. starring Jason Momoa, oh. but I think talks stopped because he wanted money and they didn't yeah. have any money or something. So I was going to say that yeah. there's an actually similar versions uh, We're saying like Nightbreed.
2: Um, Nightbreed is a mm. Clive Barker film. Yeah, uh, very weird one. Uh, it's 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 interesting. We're going to Nightbreed right now, but it's very much a cult hit. And Arrow and a few other people who own the, well these Blu-ray companies. Have been making these amazing additions of Blu rays, and I believe that's the kind of perfect medium for this thing to come back with. Um, to do a revisit for City of Angels, and let's face it, Miramax and Weinstein properties aren't under the, as Tim said, aren't under the complete thumb, as it were, of a monster. Um, <laughs> and therefore, subsequently, actually, yeah, this could be a real thing, but again, it's the case of. Is there going to be much interest? Is it going to be much thing? But then, uh, fucking Nightbreed for Christ's sake! Who the hell? There's it, there's a hardcore fan base, which especially with things like Gothic, sort of almost there, horror stuff. There isn't is definitely. a huge cult following yeah. for the Crow stuff in general. Exactly, Absolutely. and I, th- I think it's not it's not unreasonable to assume that it could happen. And I'd be very much, I'd be very interested because I genuinely like to see a version of this which was really fucking good. Absolutely, there yeah. is
1: there is a uh, change.org campaign. That has released the Pope cut, uh, released the original cut of uh, Crow City of Angels, uh, which currently has 163 signatures. So it's not, it's not, uh... consider that 166 (laughs) signatures, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and was started looks like a couple of years
2: ago. So um, people have been banging on this though since the early 2000s. So I mean, it's, it's possible, and I think it doesn't even need to be a big enough market, it just needs to be a case of is it easy enough for them to do? Yeah. And because this film already exists and it's on film, not digital, yeah. it's easy to clean up. It's very possible.
1: Yeah, it's because presumably the archives have the footage. That, yeah, they should. Have you been. know, it's not nineteen forties Hollywood where they were just like chucking stuff out yeah. to make space.
2: If they did a fucking newer version of the fucking quickening,
0: yeah, <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you do absolutely? absolutely. Yeah. So, we've learnt that I hadn't seen any of the crows. Now I've seen a lot of the crows. Mm. Matt, you grew up with the crow in some ways. Teenage Matt. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, if you've ever met Matt, this makes all the (laughs) sense in the world. Tim, how did you become first introduced to the supernatural wonder that is the crow?
1: So, I saw the crow probably when I was around 20. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe a little bit older. Mm. Um, I can remember... The Crow was one of those things where... I can remember seeing it uh, advertised in my local video shop... Mm. Yep. Back in the day. Uh, And it was one of those video covers where it always slightly freaked sensitive young Tim out. (laughs) That, the Alien 3 poster and Hellraiser Uh, question Tim mm. because I believe there are
2: two terrible fucking there are two covers of the cronest country Mm. in Britain and one's fucking abysmal (laughs) Uh, is it the one with the giant shaft of light there's a good one and yeah. him at the bottom with his hands, and out the, and then walking. like fire
1: in the background. And nope stuff.
2: that's the that's the definite shit one. Then okay, just him looking weird as like a cut, cut oh, out of Yeah, like, nah, no. grinning like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. The DVD cover is fucking terrible. It's in the <laughs> other room. It's not good. But the but the, the, the beam light one is, mm. is creepy and creepy. Cool. Yeah,
1: sorry, tim carry on. Um, but yeah, I can I can remember always being aware of it, and uh, obviously aware of the the kind of the brand and Lee stuff, but not really um, you know, at, at that young age, not kind of aware of who brandon lee was and kind of what the mm. significance was and stuff like that um and then came uh, eventually came to watch it when i was yeah about 21 maybe um shown it by someone who really loved it and was just like holy shit yeah why didn't i watch this when i was like yeah. 15 or whatever um because I didn't know enough goths basically Just unfortunate um even though Matt and I went to the same school I could it, if Tim
2: had bumped into me I'd have said oh sorry man watch the crow
3: <laughs>
1: uh, bye. Um, Actually, of all the films I recommend the crow have in the first one but still yeah. that's good uh,
0: absolutely absolutely would have been <laughs> um
1: but yeah no I, I and I think I would I would kind of agree with Jack and say like it holds up really well because it's because it's so stylized and that's exactly what i was about Um, to say it doesn't it doesn't attempt to look like real life Mm -hmm. it it has its own universe in a in a very like and we talk so much about comic book adaptations obviously on this show and you know stuff like that and it's it's one of those really good examples of uh, a film where it feels like it's in a heightened reality and it, fe- it it's obviously someone a director's very particular vision which mm-hmm. is translating a very particular vision in the comic books and I think it does it you know from from what I know of the comic book I've never read the comic book I, I didn't dive into my crow law as hard as Jack oh. did mm. um, few people do yeah. <laughs> um, not even Stockton but it seems it <laughs> seems like a, a an honest adaptation of the comics even if it's not a You know a a beat for beat sin city type thing yeah um and it yeah i think it's just so um it has it has got that kind of timeless iconic quality to it because it's there's not a lot like especially in the realms of cinema like i mentioned like world of darkness games and there's obviously like a lot of tv and stuff that kind of dabbles in that area but mm. it's more the kind of thing that you get in like literature and stuff like that that kind of yeah. gothic yeah. romance you know it, you can point to something like um crimson peak you know as something it, it's something that hollywood doesn't necessarily know quite how to market it feels obviously, like a bygone thing yeah especially, obviously yeah. like yeah. this has the angle of like oh it's you know there's a revenge flick but it's not like it's not purely a revenge flick yeah um you know it's not it's not just Goth Punisher. Like, there's there's a yes. lot more going on there. Um, yeah. So I I I've it's it's not something that I've like watched repeatedly, but definitely a fan. And I I had not seen this. I was until... about to ask. Yeah. When did you see mm. City of Angels? Then I saw this uh, yesterday. By borrow- <laughs> by borrowing the DVD from me. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's it's a like City of Angels, a weird film. Mm. Like you can t- you can tell that it has been edited with a. Hacksaw. You took Literally. the words were out of my mouth again because
0: <laughs> it really is like I didn't know I went in as blind as I could with the first one and mm. the second one mm-hmm. and then I did my research and then I watched the third one read the comics blah 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 blah, blah. yeah so going in with the second one I didn't know all this Weinstein Miramax had fucked it bullshit Yep. watching it I was like this is weirdly edited yeah and um Matt and I talked about a, a YouTube video it's uh, from Bad Flicks Good bad flicks on uh, YouTube Mm. talking about why the first crow was so good and then why the second one doesn't work and Mm -hmm. how it's all pulled Mm -hmm. apart. He's like, you may notice in this scene he's holding a gunshot wound that he never gets in the film Mm -hmm. because they cut that scene. Oh, yeah. And I noticed, like, why is he walking really weirdly? But it never occurred to me like he's holding a stomach wound. But he stumbles around for like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. with this wound. Oh yeah, that's because the scene isn't in the fucking release. Yep. <laughs> so it's like so many things like that. There's weird little moments where the previous scene just doesn't connect to the next one, mm. and it just cuts. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, we're here now. We're with the villain guy, I mm. guess. Sure, we're with Judah. Because oh. yeah,
1: there's uh, yeah, there's so many moments that just feel disconnected. Absolutely, and yeah. and yeah. it it almost if you didn't know the background of the of of what happened with it, it almost feels like it's going for a certain kind of like dream logic quality in certain places where it is that's this this this, like this scene's going on oh no no now we're here somewhere and like oh what's happening now don't worry about how you know this person got there or you know like why the villain knows to like kill the crow and Mm -hmm. suck its power out and stuff like that um it's it's a very yeah there's a lot that's kind of you feel has been left on the on the cutting room floor, obviously. That, yes, that, yes. that would make for such a more cohesive um, film. Mm. I think Judah, the
0: villain, could, like I said, could have been good in the original cut. Mm. But as you said to him, his knowledge, his powers, his ability, like his control over like his gang and stuff, and mm, his knowledge mm-hmm. of the crow and the lore and all that stuff, is never fucking explained. Mm. No. But it's explained in the 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 other cut the the Pope cut for better phrase that he has drowned and he died for like three minutes or he died on operating to, table or something hell, like yeah. that and he'd been to hell yeah because he makes the line when in the big final yes, fight yes. he says go to hell and he says I've already been there and I ain't planning on going back anytime soon or something like that mm. I can't remember the exact line but it's he makes a yeah I've already been to hell see you there or some mm. some bullshit i didn't mind it though. i didn't mind it yeah. yeah and it wasn't so bad i think it That's, is or something yeah. like that and you were like what <laughs> what yeah. you is that just some what sort of of weird line? 90s line yeah, yeah. It, it feels like some weird like how do we write a one-liner for an action thing and just chuck it out yeah. oh just, just do the commando thing of like what's happening in this scene like mm. uh just ha-
1: see you in hell and he mm. responds with summit i don't know mm. i mean pick it- a line <laughs> And I know that that this is an improvised line, so it feels stupid to blame it on David Goya, but it feels a little. I blame many things, yeah. On David Goyer. It feels <laughs> a little. It feels a little bit like uh, uh some motherfuckers are always trying to ice Up uphill. uphill. That's uh, exactly I think kind of like yeah. where it's just like, what now? <laughs> is that referencing Sorry? something that happened earlier in a that- film? Yeah, a yeah. bunch of
0: the lines and a bunch of the scenes try to reference things that are no longer in the film. Yes, and. Suddenly, people have weapons out of nowhere from scene to scene. Suddenly, fights just cut to a different room. Like They go, he punches him, and then they pan back, and the background is slightly changed. Mm. Wait, what? Mm. Why? Where are we now? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) What does LA look like now? What the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And it just, just fucks the pacing completely. Yeah, horribly. It fucks the rhythm, it fucks the dialogue, it fucks the pacing, it fucks the lore the the motivations of the characters it just fundamentally destroys anything that could have been good about this film mm. and i genuinely believe the original version could have
1: been maybe and not a, not as no, much of a could, cult classic as the first one could have been, really a solid could have been good yeah. could have been yeah it's a very like the the resulting film is really oddly paced there's just it is, there's it really there's is long periods where you're just like something fucking happened and it's very much just driving on a motorbike <laughs> and it just very no very much feels like the product of uh, you, um interference it, it feels like the product of interference but it's also oh yeah this guy did a lot of music videos oh yes and stylized like, like, and lots yeah. of atmosphere and, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with building atmosphere but because the first one is seeped in atmosphere yes, that is yeah.
0: um arguably it's biggest selling factor, the atmosphere that it creates is just brilliant.
1: Yeah, but the the, the problem is, is that the first one as well as being atmospheric, is well paced. Also has other stuff going on. It has other stuff going on. It's not just like, yeah, riding a motorbike around look at my flappy coat. (laughs) Here are the Dev tones. Wait, what? (laughs) There is a, in the
2: first one there's a coherent story, a simple drive characters we relate with and understand about uh, the crow is a really uh, as in Eric, when he comes back, is a sort of really friendly, nice guy, and you feel so bad from the whole fucking way through. And I like the idea they were going it's for. It's a, a tragedy. We mentioned it's it a before. tragedy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I like they were going for a different thing. So rather him being a skilled fighter like martial artist, they went more the idea that he's going to be like a heavy-handed brawler and making Vincent Perez just a bit more, basically, for lack of a better word, jokery, mm. a bit more high-wire. So jokery. Yeah, and that could have worked. Which in a we will good discuss film. later mm, on, yeah. Matthew. <laughs> oh yes.
0: Good cool. There's a there's a hint. Um
2: and the, it, it could have worked quite well because the thing about okay, here's here's a weird little link. 1994, talking about like gothic tragedies, not how not mm. how to um market them, etc. etc. Except 1994 the two things I remember I wanted to see because I saw them on posters and thought they were very really interesting, despite being like ten or eleven years old, was The Crow, because it looked weird, and I didn't get to see it until I was four years later, and Interview with the Vampire. Because I was like, Yep, that was cool.
1: And I was like, you can't have that, 18. It's like, oh. I, don't know, I didn't yeah. know anything about it. I just thought, looks, looks nice, smoky. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's, it, it. there's a very unique time in like, with like, kind of goth subculture trying to push into the mainstream. And it <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah. Um, yeah, the crow and Anne Rice being a big thing. Yeah, um,
2: which brings a weird link because then in a film we will get to in another season, Queen of the Damned, mm-mm. the sequel, oh. arguably to Interview the Vampire, um, Amazing. Marius. Amazing, horrendous I didn't realise until mm. literally this fucking year mm. that Vince Perez of the Crow is Vince Perez of Marius of Queen of the like, wait. Really? Yeah. Ma- Marius is the guy who goes, um, oh, shit, shit, he
0: drank. A- a no, cautious. as in, really, you
2: didn't realise I didn't realise that, that no. yeah. I knew him
0: from Queen of the Damned and I was like,
2: holy shit. Yeah, but I knew him from from City of Angels first and thought it was two separate dudes because he yeah, was so the, different. I saw the other way around. Yeah, I was here. And it's like, Akasha's last drop. It's like, why is he such weird with delivery and it doesn't make sense? Oh, he's a Swiss guy. It makes complete sense. Hello, David. <laughs> but then, then he's, pick a card and a card. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I
1: understand now. Now I get it. I, like, I thought that Vincent Perez does a good enough job in this. It, he does it's fine. It's very clearly a, a performance that has been butchered by the editing. Yes. Um And, from everything that you kind of looking into the film it seems like a lot of the more emotional beats have been cut out and you know all all that kind of stuff about a guy's kid dying and they butcher out the emotion like Mm. fuck's sake Mm -hmm. yep but I feel like there is an alternate universe because, because Vincent Perez apart from doing Queen of the Damned he's mostly done French French and European French cinema, largely European cinema. But I do feel like there is an alternate universe where he is Christopher Lambert, Mark II. (sighs) That's a good universe. Because he's there's there's definitely moments in this film where it's like I see I hear the Swiss accent leaking out there, Vincent. (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're doing there, sir. Yes.
2: You're (laughs) peacak. No, I I, yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying. Again, alternate universe where this was a huge success and Mm. everyone said He's gonna be a great star. Goes on to do bigger, better things. He might have had a big role in the Matrix, for all we fucking know. Yeah, it could have been like when I was like, "Oh, of course, you get this guy in to play," you know, uh, one of the other characters in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, or the- It's it's a weird thing to think about trajectory. We talked about this in the Lion King episode where we're like, if a Lion King two is done in the cinema, it changes how a lot of it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 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 I'm not saying this is a suddenly p- it has a budget. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm not saying that's the same thing here, but if the idea is that if the idea that the original cut of this movie was released at the time on, um, for lack of a better word for Weinstein, molested, mm. um, uh. and in its original form, it could be the sense that we could be in a sense of like, maybe this big revival of goth culture and you know, that version of goth culture um, rather than a regression of it entirely into just a pure, you know, poke its head up and like, do you guys uh, <laughs> on this? We've ruined it for you. Okay, we'll go back to our yeah. <laughs> whole, fuck it. Do you want Van Helsing? No, we don't want that. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no it's... one
0: asked for Van Helsing. <laughs> no <laughs> no one that. wants Van Helsing. Go away, Van Helsing. Yeah.
2: Because it, again, the 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 visuals of the Matrix with the the more rave like mm. version of the goth culture with long coats and dark the, coats.
1: The, the BDSM, the BDSMy yes. stuff.
2: That could have been precursored a couple of years beforehand. Mm. And again, because Dark City and Proyas work on this and The Crow, they were the same sets used on the Matrix. Mm. Um, yep. And yep. so it's it's all there and it could have been slightly different i'm not saying it to the cinematic history but it could have mm-hmm. been a very different world and you're right i think uh perez could have had a very interesting career
1: mm-hmm. i mean he still did have an interesting career just not yeah. the same just career.
0: not interesting just, just not good, just <laughs> just
1: not good. Eh. well just just not known in not like, western cinem- oh, West- like, american american cinema american english-speaking cinema yeah. yeah yeah um we've we've given a lot of blame to like the editing job and to deservedly harvey weinstein in this one yes i will pick out and say what the fuck is going on with everyone's hair in this film <laughs> <laughs> <Because> <laughs> there is thomas so many, jane's wig like there is a bit in the film where thomas jane's wig comes off and they decided to leave it in because they thought it was funny yes um fuck there is yeah you're right yeah in the car um, in it um but even even before that clearly they had shot stuff where they were just like, well, no, that's meant to be this character's hair. And it just, he looks like fucking Wurzel gummage. He does. He does. <laughs> he looks like he's
2: fallen out of a fucking bush. Wurzel gummage is terrifying.
1: So yeah. That's, that's understandable. <laughs> and I don't, like, Mia Kirshner's hair, I do not know what style it is that they're going for other than just like, well, she grew up on the streets, but she's kind of like glamorous, poor now. Shrug. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I don't I, ca- I can't even describe what it is. It's it's yeah. But again, I think you you've nailed it with Tim Pope. But then it's music video shit. Yeah, it's that it doesn't matter. Oh, let me on the screen for three minutes. It's like wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean two hundred minutes? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought this would work. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a very un <sighs> Here's an interesting point. Apparently, James O'Barr, I think this is correct, mentioned that the original look for the crow in the comics. Largely inspired by Iggy Pop, mm.
0: who couldn't be available for Correct. the role of Fun his, Boy, his, his, I want to say. His physicality and the way he moves and yeah. stuff is as I mean, there's
1: Bobby. there's some images you can see from the Crow comic where it almost it looks like he's like taken pictures of Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. And traced and him. very much so, yeah. He's traced, using him as a reference. Traced yeah. Yeah. Iggy Pop's weird body that looks like a blow-up doll full of snakes. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking hell. all I could see it was going, lost for life (laughs) just wriggling oh my god you're right oh my god well, as people know him now in Britain, the guy
0: from the car insurance <laughs> efforts. <Yeah. experts. laughs> oh my god! Yeah, if we had titled for episodes, <laughs> blow up doll full of snakes. That's a pretty I'm good. I'm just putting one. that in the show notes. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. That's a fuck. That's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just Tiki pops torso <laughs> <laughs> with some snakes. And low. then, and then, with some some crow makeup, just like whacked on the face. <laughs> yep. Yep. That works. Or just Oh my god! That's patron exclusive t-shirt.
0: Oh my god! That's good. Um, Wear the fuck out of that t-shirt. So had to go back to anything
2: else. sorry, Matt. No, no. no. So technically, he I think he was up for the role of Fun Boy, but was unavailable, Mm. and he brought me in this film, and he's interesting in it. But then the problem is, the film is nonsense, so he doesn't really work at all. Having said that, here's a little bit of a side thing for you guys. Have you seen the video game for the PlayStation and/or the Saturn?
0: I have. Yes. I I have have not. not. Uh, I owned it. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) Of course you did. It was shit. Yes, it's famously terrible. It was a fucking terrible, terrible. Literally game. called the Crow, City of Angels. It is, it's yeah. not subtle, and
2: it uh, has an, uh, the, the scene where they they kill Ash on the on the harbour, as it were, uh, is recreated in really nasty late nineties, early two thousands polygon, boxy polygon, sort yeah. of three <laughs> D <3D> CGI <laughs> with some terrible, terrible audio and no music. It's worth seeking out. Like I'm sure someone's on like a, a version on YouTube. I just watched on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I watched it yeah, on YouTube. I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, it's fucking awful mm. and, the, and the game was fucking awful and it looks so grainy at the time so i'm sure it looks horrific now mm. but uh yeah cursed real, real cursed
1: real tekken one vibes <laughs> oh, i'm that good yeah <laughs> Virtual fighter yeah earlier yeah, yeah yeah just
2: just really nasty shit because i like tekken fuck
1: you too <laughs> <laughs> i like tekken i just tekken one no it's uh, yeah. not aged, it's well. Not aged Tek- well tekken 2 is the where, where it's at oh yeah um we briefly mentioned you mentioned uh no music there yeah Graham Ravel does so, uh, score for this film. He does an interesting job with I it. I think I think he does a pretty good job. I agree. But there yeah. are some soundtrack moments that are really jarring. I found in this, yeah. film. especially the scene where he—I can't remember the name of the guy who's like the drug dealer that he blows up in the warehouse. Mm. Oh, yeah, I don't even know you mean yeah. And then and then immediately afterwards, like this, just rock, It feels a very Wrong vibe rock song, like just I, comes kicking in as like these explosions go off, and then a bunch of palm trees also ignite. Oh, um, yeah, I remember that bit. Um, and there's a few other moments where I was just like, "Whoa, okay, that feels that feels very um Harvey Weinstein edit." I was going to say, I, I think it feels like a stuff. stitch job where yeah. they're like,
2: "Shit," um, because you're showing you obviously okay insight, ladies and gentlemen. For me personally, I'm not sure this is for every filmmaker, but definitely for me. I, all the, the pre-production stuff happens, all the production, and then finally post-production when you're editing and all that stuff. The last thing that I ever get to is the score. So the sound design, all that stuff, the visual effects is all there. Um, and then I will send it to David, a friend of mine who does the score work for my films really fucking fantastically. And he'll come back with ideas and thoughts and things like that. And so, if you've got a complete film and you hand it to them, and the themes are at work, and you know what's going to come back, and much in the same way, like a performance or visual references or anything like that you have character themes and you have m- stuff that's markers mm, basically motifs Things- and exactly stuff and it. it's all or even like if i am pretty sure graham revel did this there's references to how the um, original melodies of the crow work in there yes but they're, right, they're reprocessed yeah, and so, yeah. yeah. Mm. and so if you butcher that and say here's a new cut you don't always have the time to pay a person to make another score because you have to pay them to do another job it's like saying that the reshoot's doing another job to make them do another film costs a lot of money. So you tend to just say, Okay, we have the score already. See C- cut the scene here. It's like, well, we're gonna lose all the music. Just fucking sling in cut some death a different tones. Bit, it'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And you just usually sing in it's not even also like just like, um, if you can't sling in a bit of a song, because let's face it, the crow does work in songs really well. So mm. they had the almost Like said the, the soundtrack of the first one is fantastic. It's brilliant. Really good. Damn good. Um, but you have the precedent then to just say, sling in a rock song. Yeah. And put in like Poe or something and problem solved. But then if you don't have that either, it's like just, <laughs> just... Guitar noise, go on. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? It'll do. And it's
0: like... It, I always wonder if that moment is supposed to be like, cool guys don't look at explosions. Oh, probably. Which yeah. is so far off the tone yeah. of this film. It's just like, get a cool explosion. And like you said Tim, set the trees on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look really cool. He'll look really cool and badass. Like, yeah. No. He's supposed to be in darkness, yep. and be all broody. That's what makes him cool. Not he's not fucking Tom Cruise.
1: He's,
2: yeah, the thing that makes him cool is his feelings, not. Mm. And it sounds like a really wanky thing that's to say,
1: the, but that's the most it. emo yeah.
0: thing you've ever said. Yeah, right? That's
1: true. He, okay, here's a question: Because I, I haven't seen The Crow in a long while. In the original, does the Crow ever use guns? The character, the character. <sighs> no i don't think
0: so no he stabs a bunch of dudes he stabs, he stabs a dude. He
1: stabs some dude that felt really out of place in this film is that occasion like he blows up iggy pop's um motorcycle doesn't he with um yeah
2: yeah um i mean he does a lot of things mostly with fire in the first one. Oh yeah. no no he does use a shotgun ah okay because he fires no, off he all does, the wedding rings yeah, yeah 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 is okay. that gasoline i smell Okay. Like that on those
1: that's, lines. that's fair. I'll allow it. it. It felt a little bit jarring to see him with a gun um, yeah. in, in this, but... No. Um, I, I'd imagine it probably feels a little bit jarring in the, the first one as well. On, I might misread this entirely.
2: Does he not like wipe out a room full of people with guns? I'm pretty sure he does. But
0: again, this is the thing. I love The Crow. Watch there are awesome. lots of guns in the film. Yeah. yeah. He's like fighting dudes who have guns
1: yeah. and shit. It feels a little bit... Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> talk about goth comics... The crow shares some elements with Batman in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and actually, <laughs> he's a man of the shadows. Yeah. Um, the bit uh, towards the finale where he's climbing up the weird tower cathedral base that, yeah. um, what's his face has Judah. That felt really clumsy. For the same reason that I don't ever want to see Batman climb a building, I want Batman to just appear there. <laughs> and I think the Crow works as a character like you don't want to see the Crow he should just appear. Yeah, yeah. He's either he's either I mean <laughs> he rides around a lot on his motorcycle in this. Yeah. Um, far too much. But I'm happy to have him driving sort of aimlessly or doing a chase. But I don't want to see him like running up some stairs. It's here's an interesting thing.
2: If you think about the way the the Coat flails behind uh, the motorbike mm. and the setting, a lot of other bits and pieces. And then you remember that Goya wrote The Dark Knight. Films. I mean, it, it, there's so many little parallels. There are there.
1: moments that look like Batman on the Bat Pod yes. from The Dark Knight. Yeah. I know he's obviously not a director, but it's still yeah.
2: the script is there. Yeah. It's the story. And I, th- I think there very much is a lot of I've wanted to do this again and I want to do it right. And it mm. does look cool. And that's the- I think this is the key thing here. In the right hands. Uh, or oh, arguably, did have the right hands. Mm. Pope's hands were fine. at mm. Full execution. It could have been interesting. I yeah. genuinely think this could have been a good film. And mm. again, on sequelizers, we tend to say this shit for this reason. Mm. It's harder to explain to someone
1: that there's a good version of this. Mm. You just don't get to see it. It's a very unusual case for us where yeah. you can so concretely and and in a, in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, how do you sequelize this? You go back in time and you kill Harvey Weinstein. Problem solved. Um, and you let the uh, what was going to be the original yeah. just come out. It but... might
2: not have been perfect. It might have been still like a, a subpar. We might have been saying the same thing we said to Spickle Me, saying like, "Yeah, it wasn't the crow, but it was pretty damn good." Now it's still with Crow Three. Yeah, and that could be where we kicked off. It, it, it's very easily could have been good enough. Yes, but what came out of it was so appalling mm. that we have to address it.
1: Yeah. And just just a mess. It's just a mess of a film at the end of the day. Um, And it is unfortunate that you can't see what would clearly have been, like, at least the product of, like, passionate people doing their best rather than someone coming in after that and just kind of hacking Mm. a film together that was like, no, we just want this to be kind of a revenge action film with a bit of a gothy undertone. Yeah, phone it in. That's all we need. Especially
2: considering so many people came back from the first film who thought we're going to design this film yeah. but with a different flavour it's like mm. doing a second album but the second album's is a different concept album you're like mm. I get it and I might like it but let's just see how it goes mm. but instead of that half the songs were cut and somebody decided to put in a lot of covers of Free Bird
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we can't just say unfortunately let's kill Harvey Weinstein and then call it a day Tim not with that attitude so we will be trying to fix this film but before we do that We should take a word from our
3: sponsor.
2: Perhaps we should. Perhaps we will.
1: Our sponsor,
2: as per usual, is Stitcher.com slash premium. The Stitcher Premium service is really goddamn good, as we've said many times before. Um, It's a podcast service that is designed specifically for people who like podcasts. It's not like it's bolted onto a music thing or a a visual medium, so it's actually really well-crafted. If you require or should wish to have a podcast service like Stitcher, you're more than welcome to. I do, Matthew. Oh, okay. Jack, Hello. you're more than welcome to. I am, uh, thank you. You've timed as well. Because if you go to stitcher.com slash premium, okay. and if you type in, once you've selected your type of payment, mm-hmm. whether you want to do $4.99 per month, okay, that sounds which as we know is blah, 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 pounds, yeah. um, or alternatively,
0: <laughs> if you want to do an edit for changing currency yeah. post Brexit. If you want to do
2: a annual one-off payment okay, of yeah. $34.99 a month. That's months, even better value, Matt. really goddamn good. How is that, how is that possible? Um, it's just because they're good people. Okay. Which, again, is pounds. You could get a free month, sir, Some a, an additional saving for you. A free month? From us via Stitcher. It's a pretty fucking good deal. How? How, you ask? I mean, you mentioned the URL earlier. I'm how, thinking. you ask? How? There it is. Yeah. How? The answer is if you, when you're going through the payment process and you select which one you want, there's an option at the top to um, add a, uh, a code or such a thing. And the promo code for us is sequelize, SEQUELISERS. S E Q U E L I S E R S. Oh, he nailed it. It's because it's written down here. And um, yeah, you can do that. And there's lots of really cool things on there. There are bonus episodes, there are original things, uh, there's comedy albums, all sorts of stuff. I'm going to make a recommendation for uh, much in the same way that The Crow is a very niche film that a lot of people might really enjoy, but let's face it, it's gonna hammer home to a very specific kind of individual. I'm gonna hit all 14 year
0: old Matthew. Yeah, <laughs> Matthew.
2: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna delve back into my past again 14 year old Matthew, Matthew Ooh, And also dangerous territory. it is really. And also 35 year old current Matthew and say, Ooh. hey, hey all my weebs, all my weeaboos Oh, there we go. Here come we go. out come out of the woods. Um I'm gonna recommend something that's really interesting. The anime nostalgia podcast. So one individual and she has guests every now and again. She's sort of going back over the anime of the 80s and 90s and just having a retrospective look at it. And this is the thing, because there's more anime now than you could arguably deal with. There's too much, because now with simulcasting and Crunchyroll and all those things, um, it's, it's, it's a fucking amazing drink. Because again, I am someone blessed God bless Crunchyroll. I know. What a great- service. As someone who bought videos
0: from the manga- get forget your old. Yeah.
2: And then eventually DVDs are like, ah, Naruto video. Episodes 1 to 25, nailed it. And then... um, oh, is, one, is, that a,
0: is that a 6 VHS box? Uh, it
2: might have been 1, one to f- 13, this first DVD. <laughs> yeah. And I buy DVDs that would take an eternity to get anything and done. But now I can just literally simulcast immediately an hour after Japan. is fucking crazy. It's insane. However... Going back and all the things like Amon Saga and Vampire Wars and all kinds of crazy different um, anime TV series, well, films in that case, but also uh, series and things, and just yeah, having a look back at what was and Sailor Moon and things and things that basically got us in in the a first bit place. Sailor Moon,
0: Sailor Moon's great. Up, um, to the two anime I grew up on the most. It may not surprise you, Sailor Moon, and Dragon Ball. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a Western gateway. I'm a kid along of the with, 90s. Always
2: Gundam. Evangelion Wing, probably Evangelion
0: Tenshi Muyo Tenshi Muyo I love Tenshi Muyo Outlaw
2: Star was fucking that, great Cowboy Bebop is the big one Cowboy
0: Bebop is my favourite it's, it, it's, but it, I saw that much later
2: yeah now I'm into shit like Love Life and I cry but anyway the point is that uh, you cry because of your love life. No, love life you're a married man Love Life is an amazing it's a beautiful anime and uh, Laid Back Camping is a beautiful anime I'm not going to put beautiful animes but yeah I'm basically 14-year-old Welcome Matt. To the beautiful be, anime podcast. will be disgusted with the anime Matt likes now. It's like, Matt, it's like, oh, I like Max and the robots and the cool stuff and the Harem things. It's all great. All emotions. What are you and... like now, Matt? I like uh, the story about the girls who are trying to save their school, <laughs> and they sing songs for their school. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Just it's beautiful.
0: Page perfect. Fuck I, off, I, Matt. I, <laughs> I still watch Naruto and Boruto.
2: Oh, it's fine. Then carry on. But the point is that, yeah, that's a good service to get, and if you want to, you can find all those things and many, many, many more on stitcher.com slash premium.
0: Enter the checkout code SEQUALIZERS for your free month.
2: Yep, and uh,
0: do it. As is SEQUALIZERS' tradition, before we get to actually fixing this pile of hot garbage, let's get into the Rotten Tomato scores, shall we, gentlemen? So, from both of you, I would like the rating for 1994's The Crow. And nineteen ninety six is the Crow City of Angeles.
2: I'm really torn.
0: Okay, do you want to go first, Matthew? Sure, why not? Please, take me. Okay with that? Yeah, go for it. Thank you.
2: I'm really torn because I think Crow isn't going to be nearly as high as it should be, and mm. I think my opinions of what Crow Two could be could be ruining it. I agree with
0: you mm. going in. Okay. I will neither confirm nor deny whether no, I'm surprised from the results, right, but I agree with you. Let's bash them out. I thought, oh, I assume it's a bit of a cult film. It's going to be underrated. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's bash them out. Let's bash but them I out. I fucking loved it. So I think the Crow's yeah. getting a 74. Okay. I think City of Angels is getting a 21.
0: Okay.
1: That's it. That's it. I'm out. Okay. Done. 74, 21. Mr. Matam, I, Matem, what do I you think reckon? Crow will actually be done pretty accurately Ooh. because it it opened at number one at the time. Not number one, the critics' heart, maybe. Mm, maybe. Really- y- you're but right, though. I, though. I think I'm going to put it up at like a 84. Ooh. And,
0: oh. And City of Angels. City sir. of
1: Angels. It's really hard because you can see the potential, but it is such a bodge job. You went 21. I did. I'm going to say 15. That seems fair. Tim
0: is much closer on both. Oh, shit. Okay. For the original. Certified fresh at eighty-two. I think that's pretty pretty reasonable. It pretty is, pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. And also pretty reasonable, twelve percent. for F- yeah. City yeah. Angels. wow, wow. I agree. That is one of the larger disparities we've that's had. A we we very usually big talk gap. about the the sequel, the classic sequelizers gap in tradition. A Mulan to is zero around, is around a fifty. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. the Mulan to zero was like an eighty-something point drop off. Yeah, this is a seventy percent drop off. It's big, yeah. It's pretty fucking big. Yeah. This is prime sequelizer territory. Oh yeah, this is ripe for sequelizing. Mm. Pluck that fresh fruit. (laughs) Speaking of which,
1: Mrs. Stogden, yo, I hand it over to you to fix this pile of hot garbage. You, you were the chosen one, resurrected from your grave Ah, to uh...
0: can you resurrect this film, Matthew? Maybe.
2: Let's find out much in the same way that Assassin's Creed is the kind of thing that can take place almost in any timeline. I thought about how... And also, mm, right. having read a, quite a bit of Ghost Rider, which also has a really cool version set in the American Civil War, I thought to myself, do I try and make this in a different country or do I try and make it in a different time period? And I really, really, really wanted to. And now you've mentioned about the whole Japanese one, I'm like, oh, I did everything in my
0: system wants to do that. So I read, like I said, I read both the Nazi concentration camp mm. and the Japanese ones. Before I read your pitch, and I was like, oh, has Matt basically done one of these? (laughs) Because they matter as fuck. I think you'd really enjoy both of those stories. Spoilers. I didn't do either. Exactly. I I was was very, very surprised Mm. at how different yours was. Because as soon as I read The Crow in Japan, I was like, oh, Matt, Matt. (laughs) that's what you mean. Yeah. A cult goth classic. Set in Japan. That's Matt's Dogdon, baby. A, yeah, it's a good saying. That's Matt's Dogdon to a T. Yeah, but ultimately, but alas,
2: I didn't even go close. I wanted to do something. I tried to do something that was grounded and felt like it just could come afterwards. So here's a few things to go from 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 the very outset. First things first, we're changing the release year. Uh, this is partly to push it out of Weinstein's mind,
0: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in some way, shall Out of point. his cold, dead hands, because we travelled back in time and killed him. Obviously
2: obviously but in this case it's more just because there are other things going on and it's not a priority for them so they're not going to be as focused so i'm releasing it in 2000 i choose to believe he died oh that's fair and that's fair and we're all happy with that it comes out the year after the matrix people are more up for that kind of thing again so i think there's more mm, of a more okay. of a, yeah yeah uh hungry market for it in that regard. i'm changing the title because i can uh i'm calling it the crow requiem because that's quite uh, it's a bit cheesy but it it's is very a much Tad cheesy. Yeah. We, it's, well,
1: we I've mentioned World of Darkness multiple times. Yeah,
2: that's right up there, avenue. Exactly. It's, it's the kind of thing you'd expect a crow film to be called. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was like salvation, all sorts. of it, It's it's apt. I'm changing out the director. Hope, Pope's fine, but ultimately, he's only done this film from. I was, was going to say, yeah, he's only I think done this music videos. Is his own, this. His only film. Yeah. And let's face it, this is enough to put you off for life. Yeah. He, and he did. He yeah. literally did. Yeah. So I've gone for another music video director. Primarily because of his work on Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. Obviously, Mm. this was later after about 2000 setting, but bringing him off music videos, and that's Francis Lawrence. People know him now because he's the guy who did the Hunger Games Games films. films, Yeah, And I think he's got a good eye for action and ambience and setting and Mm. and kind of horror elements and things. Mm, Yeah, I see that working. And I think, again, bringing back a lot of the old crew who worked with Proyas and stuff would be quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind bringing Proyas back as an idea, but... By two thousand Prous is
0: very different as a director. Yeah, that, that was my initial thought. Not gonna lie. That when is... when we first discussed this and once yeah. I, like I said, had the revelation moment of, huh, this looks like Dark City. I thought like, oh, we can keep Proyus on that. That might, that might work quite well. But I actually quite like quite
1: Lawrence, but we we will discuss that.
2: Yeah, exactly. because I suppose yeah,
1: certainly and have a Pro- have a change of things. Proyus goes downhill, so agree Calamitously. Yeah.
2: 2004, he does I Robot. Very different. No, mm. I don't think it's a bad film. No, it's, 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 it's fine. Then he does The Knowing, which is it's an interesting mm. thing for a couple of minutes. It's mm. it, it's an odd movie yeah. with Nicolas Cage. And then he does God's of Egypt. Mo- oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> and I can't. Yeah, there we go. Bryce was going to be doing an adaptation of Paradise Lost, which is my favorite book, and I was like maybe don't <laughs> I have Bradley Cooper as Satan I'm like that's a, a really interesting idea don't and now I've seen what Gods of Egypt was I'm glad I'm glad. yeah, yeah. did but, you not want
1: mech armor Satan uh... I mean
2: nobody wants it but you get it because <laughs> it also sounds like anime as I fuck I robot yeah.
0: Satan
1: <laughs>
2: um, okay. down in level 5 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be bringing in a lot of stuff here um, my returning cast is one individual and the remainder of my cast is basically a fuck ton of grindhousey individuals mm-hmm. and people who work with later and, with Rob and things. And someone of note. And someone of note. We'll definitely be talking about. Oh, you're so excited about this it's I'm sim- so I'm, excited. I'm so worried. Um I'm returning wet, cast. Moist.
0: Sergeant Albrecht, Ernie Hudson. Yes. Okay. My first note when I was watching the second one. I really miss Albrecht. Yep. Ernie Hudson's great. He was good. He was great. He makes it very grand Shame for us as well. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you brought him back. He's yeah. missed. Yeah. Well done, Matthew. Um, good start. Good start. Off we'll to a good start here. Nice Thank you. Keep the ball rolling. I'm going to go
2: with uh, basically gang name stuff. You don't need to worry about who they are just yet. But we're going to go with things, <laughs> and I might not even worry about trying to describe who these people are. We'll see. Steel with an e at the end. Of course. Is Bill Mosley? Like like Peter Steele. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Mosley is a. F- just a great actor Um, he's most famously I think most people know him now from The Devil's Rejects and stuff like that very much so that's where I know him from yeah Yeah. Uh, then we've got Grizzly uh, is Sid Haig
0: Speaking of the devil's rejects.
3: Yep.
2: Sid Haig's clowns almost Yep, that's yep, no, something. Rest yep. in peace, Sid Haig. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's he's just a very distinctive figure from the from that period of time, um, from the sort of black exploitation stuff as well. Um Captain Rydell is Ken Forey, who's the guy most people know him, I think, either as the dad from Keenan
0: and Cal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. I didn't make that connection. Or alternatively,
2: yeah. he is also uh the guy from uh Dawn of the Dead. The that's, main character.
0: That's yeah. what I knew him from. Yes, exactly. Never fucking occurred to me as the dad from Keenan and Kel. <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, the 90s just came crashing down around me. Again,
2: I watched the two things simultaneously. I was watching Keenan and Kel on. Like, the <laughs> stuff, and then, This is great. Keenan's yeah, great. Two
1: screens. <laughs> and then I was also watching zombie films and thinking, wait, that can't be the same guy? If you, you time it right, they sync up. Oh. <laughs> and you play Keenan and Kel backwards. Yep. And if you get Pink Floyd at the
0: that same time.
1: We have a guy called Snakes. Time
2: to bring in a wrestler. Oh, here we go. You wonder why I'm so excited. Diamond Dallas Page. Heck yeah. Does he do yoga? He absolutely does. And
0: does his little diamond thing. He's very much... Does um, he do his wrestling moves in his movies like The Rock did back in the day? Probably, yeah. Great. He's just diamond-cuttering people.
2: Yeah. He's
0: the kind of guy, he's a very tall blonde dude... He, he's actually quite friendly looking. He's a lovely bloke in real. Famous, lovely bloke. And t- Tim joked about his yoga. Mm. He's like turned around yeah. alcoholics lives yeah. across D- the wrestling DDP industry yoga. and beyond. D- yeah. DDP yoga is famously... He's known as like one of the nicest guys in wrestling. Yeah. He looks like a fucking bag. Yeah. He, that's why he's... <laughs> Especially in 2000 because 2000 mm-hmm. is the death of DC- WCW. Yep. Which is, for all my wrestling boys out there, I know there are a few of you I've spoken to you on Twitter. Yep. That's an important year for wrestling in general, because that's when the WWF at the time and WCW come clashing in the invasion angle and all that kind of shit Mm -hmm. that happens in 2001 following the purchase of WCW after its collapse by WWF. It was the biggest thing in wrestling ever at the time. DDP was one of the kind of breakout stars of WCW who never really transitioned into WWF. No and i really like bringing him into the movie realm and he's he's done a couple of acting bits here and there yeah, but nothing but I think of he note he shows up and ready to rumble like all the best wrestlers <laughs> <do>. everyone was <sighs> that film is garbage <laughs> uh, if there's a just a fix a bad film ignoring the fact mm-hmm. that it's a sequel good lord ready to rumble you're top not an fan i mean i share a birthday with him so that's true can't argue too much <laughs> with that but uh yeah ddp good choice Yeah, nice. Loads Um, of tattoos, tall, blonde, muscular. He he looks perfect, perfect, like, gang, thug
2: type dude. Yeah, in the same way that, let's face it, a lot of the cast of this film, and and obviously the original Crow and things, very mean looking individuals, but lovely fuckers. So, yeah, (laughs)
1: lovely (laughs) fuckers. (laughs) Um, Fuck
2: lovely. I mean, maybe. So I'm bringing Sarah back as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, but obviously because it's
0: 2000, we're aging up, and also I know the original actor aging aging up as much as City of Angels does. Is she an adult now? From being uh, a
2: kid? Yeah, 20s, early 20s. Okay. Yeah, yeah
0: sure. um, still still
2: kind of a kid, but not really kid. You we're know, best thing. Uh, we're going with Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. Uh, people might not know much about. Um, she, she's in The Crow: Salvation. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm bringing her forward into a good film, hopefully. which is in the year 2000 as well. Oh God, that is, isn't it? Yeah, good point. Well, there you go. Um, but it's more the fact that she was in. Um, I, th- I remember distinctly from Halloween H two O, and one of the seasons of Prison Break. But I know there's one big thing she did in America, and I can't remember what it is at this point in time. Unfortunately, I think it was like TV or something. But anyway, she has a good look to her, and I think she could do it quite well. Yep,
0: yep. And she's not bad in Salvation. I'll tell you that
2: much. Yeah, she's, she's fine. fine. She's, she's fine in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we have uh, another character. Um, I won't do a full on evidence on my Mighty not do this. <laughs> so... Will Smith. I, Will Smith would be interesting. Um, no, he would not. He I think it would be good. He'd be interesting. Mad, he would he, be miscast. He, he would be so... Steve Carell. <laughs> 2000 Steve Carell. No, I don't know, maybe. No.
0: What was it, Steve Carell doing in 2000? Performing in UCB. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I have a role of Alex Corvin. I must admit, I... Twice renamed this character because I thought I don't like the that whole doesn't surprise me. Fucking bird business, because
0: but- because Alex Corvid is the later. That's Eric yes. Ma- Eric Maybeus is in in uh, exactly salvation. So so they do the fucking crow and Corvid puns. To death. Yeah. In this series. Especially the comics are all different names as well. Yeah. And it's like Le Corbeau. It's like, fuck off. Come on. The thing There's the French crow and shit like that. Yeah. Which makes sense for Vince Perez now that we mention it. <laughs> There's a comic called The French Crow. Yeah. Like, it works yeah, for him. yeah The thing is that from my
2: point of view, it's part of it. Draven oh, you is, have mm, to stick you it. have yeah. to yeah. go along with it. I was I mean I changed to a Corman at one point, like Roger Corman? <laughs> um
1: <laughs> Roger
0: Corbyn's The Crow.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god! There we go. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, so Jeremy
0: Corbyn as The Crow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, one, uh, uh, Ash Corbin and Alex Corbin hybridised the two of them. Sounds good. It's fine. Uh, in that role...
0: Here we go. Juice. Juicy time. Heath Ledger. Yes! <laughs> Here we go. So, yep. before I read your pitch, yep. I watched the second film, I was like, you do make a really good crow! Heath Ledger. Hey, mm. brilliant! This I guy
1: have... is jokery as fuck. Yeah, yep, I had the exact same thought. <laughs> I, I was watching Fantastic. I was like, Getting some Heath Ledger vibes here. I God, want. This place I so real. If
0: there is two parallel universes, where oh. one where I write the Crow <laughs> sequel, and one where Tim writes the Crow <laughs> sequel. But in fact, all three universes same thing. have Heath Ledger cast yeah. as the crow.
2: I think, say, an alternate universe where Vincent Perez is the Dark Knight. Is, dark. <laughs> is the Joker in... in, uh, in... No. Absolutely a, not. A slightly Swiss st- Joker. Yeah. I mean, as, as I've said many times before, any motherfucker can play the Joker. Mm. Just go over the top <laughs> and you win it's every time. It's kind of what
0: Vincent Perez does. Yeah. It works. Heath so, Ledger, sign me up. It's a
1: good time for Heath Ledger as well because he's so this would he's be he's not known just enough done, he? Yeah. he would have just done 10 Things I Hate About You yes it's night's just, Tale and 10 Things I Hate About You that kind it's of it's right in between in the it. two yep, yep, as long as this yep. doesn't interfere with him making the Knight's Tale no not at, at, at all no <laughs> <things laughs> at all don't we'll you touch be. the Knight's Tale it's a beautiful boy leave it alone <laughs> <laughs> it launches Tudican.
2: I, I really like 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You oh 10 Things it's fantastic he's good in it it's a really good it's a good Shakespearean adaptation Jessica Gordon-Levitt's in it too he's really good in that too yep
0: not a bad choice for another crow. He would be interesting. JGL? An older bird. Old oh, Johnny Blake. Oh, <laughs> Johnny Blake. Turned to the crow. Uh, I'd be down for but JGL a crow. bird.
2: Uh, a robin, in uh, fact. Ah! Ah! Thank so you, Nolan. What's your real name? The crow. Can you imagine <laughs> a, a crow film directed by Chris Nolan? Yes.
0: And he refuses to have anything supernatural. Yeah. And yeah. him. <laughs> takes himself deadly seriously and... Nothing supernatural happens. Ever.
1: It's mostly Um, about the collapse of the car industry in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I like it. So,
2: we're now going to kick off with our pitch, if you're all sitting nice and comfortably. Several years after the events of Eric Draven returning from the dead and wiping out Top Dollar's crime operation in Detroit, Sergeant Albrecht is investigating a series of murders in a bar. The crime scene is brutal and bloody, with the press craning to get a look, and journalists workshopping headlines playing on the massacre taking place on the weekend of Christmas. Now, this is It's a, a
0: Christmas film! I've made
2: this a Christmas movie.
0: You motherfucker.
2: Albrecht is surprised to see his captain, Rydell, arrive on the scene and speaks with him. The captain is shaken by the events and orders Albrecht to bury this case ASAP and get the press out of there.
0: Annie Hudson and a Christmas film. Sign (laughs) me up.
1: Yep. This is going to be directed by Shane Black. Yeah. Oh, Shane Black's crow. I'm not sure about that. No, it would not be good. With a habit of not being able to leave these things alone, Albrecht spends the next day speaking with a group of homeless people to get some information. Most of them refuse to open up, but one in particular drunkenly babbles about a man in makeup, which immediately catches Albrecht's attention. He gets a little more from the witness, but suspects it's possible that Eric has returned.
0: That evening, we see a horrific murder taking place. A long haired man in all black viciously storms into a brothel and kills everyone present, all the while wreathed in shadow and largely unseen by the audience. As he leaves the decimated building, a crow follows. Surprise, surprise.
2: car motherfucker. C-cow,
0: motherfucker, indeed. At the police station, Albrecht is looking over the photos that have come in depicting the brothel killings and cannot understand why Eric would harm innocent people. And he also makes a note with one word. Steal with an E. <laughs> steal with three E's. Three E's. I stand corrected. Steal E's. Steal with an E is <laughs> s <steals. laughs> Touche. In that moment the dossier is snatched off his desk by a lieutenant with only words of explanation being Captain's orders. Frustrated, Albrecht suits up and heads out. On a
2: street corner, a drug peddler named Snakes is leaning in a car, taking money from a driver and signalling them to pull round and collect at the corner.
0: And then wrestling that motherfucker. And then go ah! The next car
2: that pulls up is Albrecht. The two clearly know one another, and Snakes tells them to beat it before they get both in trouble. Albrecht briefly inquires about the killings, but Snake is cagey. Feeling he's getting nowhere, Albrecht starts to drive away, but sees Snakes dragged into an alley in his rearview mirror. Slamming the car in reverse, the cop witnesses the body of the criminal skewered on a fence pole.
0: DDP lasts like five minutes. He's only had a
2: little bit. Oh, yeah. he's
0: well, such a nice guy.
2: That's why he has to go out quickly. He can't be, you know, subjected to the horrors of this film. Uh, that's true. Albrecht sees the crow walking away. Yeah, I should clarify. It's it's a crow. Oh my God, it's a crow. Wait, guy. what? Yeah.
0: Oh my God, there's a crow. You didn't say that. It's a
2: crow man. The guy
0: <laughs> shrouded in shadow, followed by a blackbird. Yeah. Turns out... He's Black Bat Man. Turns out it wasn't a pudding. He's terrifying. He's
1: some kind of scarecrow.
0: Oh, Oh, the Batman. Killian Murphy's the crow. Carry on.
2: Albrecht sees... uh, Killian Murphy could be interesting. There you go. See? See? Albrecht sees the crow walking away down the alleyway and calls out to Eric. The man turns and we finally see that it's not Eric at all, but someone else. Someone with a merciless expression. He replies, you've got the wrong dead man before disappearing. Like fucking Batman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Albrecht meets with Sarah, who is now running a food truck, and they discuss the, uh, the law of the crow. Like we did earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah. The cop reveals everything he knows and states this is nothing like the Draven-Webster case, and is concerned by his superior officer's refusal to look into the case at all. He then asks her advice, but Sarah bluntly admits she's hardly an expert on supernatural crows, she just remembers the myth. <laughs> Albrecht, pushes her, Albrecht pushes her, and the only thing she can assume is that this person has also been wronged, and has been brought back to fix things. The sergeant can't believe that because this guy is cold through and through, and is killing people like Sarah's mum, who were simply caught up in the life, not actively criminals. Sarah wonders whether the crow thought this guy's pain and need for vengeance were justified. To which Albert simply replies, "Yeah, well, the bird got it wrong." That's a confusing sentence because the crow is the crow. I know. I know. The
0: crow is the crow. Nina, the bird, the crow, and also the man, the crow. 90s, man. <laughs> the the, the phoenix force. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good... Just, yeah, Yeah, we'll go with that. In Wayne Manor... <laughs> just, uh, couldn't resist. In Gotham Manor. No. In a gothic manner, we're introduced to Detroit's main crime boss, Steel with three E's. Yeah. Played by Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> slash Terry Cruz. He is visited by Grizzly, one of his lieutenants, and they discuss the circumstances that led to Steele's taking over after Top Dollar died. More specifically, the reports of a painted bird man being involved. Steele rejects this, saying Top Dollar was killed because he got greedy and stupid, but Grizzly is unsure and takes measures to increase their security. That painted bird man is, of course, Tonto, played by Johnny Depp.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if this was, I
2: would say Johnny Depp would have been a good choice, but... Mm -hmm. can't now! Nope. Because he's a dick now. Back at the station, Albrecht barges into Captain Rydell's office and demands answers. He explains he has been demoted in the past for sticking his nose in unwanted places and he'll go through it all again if he has to. Rydell tries to calm the sergeant, explaining that life is calmer than six years ago because the cops and villains stay out of each other's way. Albrecht shouts, what the hell does that mean? When gunfire rattles down the hallway. We see in the lobby that the crow, the man, the crow, crow, with the crow, the bird, the crow. Oh, wow, mm -hmm. both.
0: The crows, plural.
2: The crows, both man and bird, have turned up at the station and are killing officers left and right. The captain racks a shotgun and runs to the corridor, only to be pinned up to the wall by the crow, the man the crow. This is our girls. The man, the crow, the bird,
0: the crow. Immotep. This is Immotep.
2: Albrecht peers cautiously through the door and watches helplessly as Captain Rydell whispers a name before the crow forces the barrel under the captain's neck and pulls the trigger. Albrecht, well aware of the crow's powers, reluctantly
1: stays out of sight. Following the aftermath of the chaos, a neighbouring acting captain is assigned, and Albrecht requests permission to chase up the scant evidence he has. He is given full approval on the proviso that this madness stops. Through flashbacks and research, we learn that the crow, the man the crow, 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 crow. is actually Alex Corvin, a criminal killed by Captain Rydell a year ago, as an act of fealty to steal. Oh, Mm. corruption in a police force. Albrecht deduces that the fact Corvin is less morally strict than Eric and driven by love for himself rather than love for another, he is an altogether different animal. A a A robin. robin. (laughs) (laughs) Albrecht tells his new superior that he can't explain, but he has a lead that he needs to chase, but responds that he'll go alone to avoid further potential cops in body bags. The captain reluctantly agrees as he doesn't really have any men to spare.
0: Albrecht goes to Steele's Manor and is unceremoniously brought before the crime boss steel asks Grizzly if Albrecht is on their books and the lieutenant simply shakes his head. The cop explains he's dealt with this kind of thing in the past and knows how much danger everyone is in. Steele laughs it off, asking why a cop should try and protect him. Albrecht responds that too many innocent people are getting caught up in this quest for vengeance. Grizzly asks, what vengeance? and is told about Alex Corvin. Steele menaces through his teeth that Corvin was an upstart little shit with too much ambition and no respect who got what was coming to him. The room goes quiet as Alex himself, the man the, crow, man, the crow, appears, slowly approaching and absorbing the hail of bullets that come his way. Albrecht tells Grizzly to kill the bird, the, the bird, the bird the, crow, bird, the bird, the bird, not yeah. the man, the crow, the no, no, bird. No, no bird, and that's the only way to stop his powers.
2: Alex turns to the policeman and congratulates him for being smarter than most. A crow, crow, the crow, swoops in and rests on Alex's shoulders before, but before Grizzly can squeeze off a round. Alex snatches the bird and bites into its head, eating it. Whoa! Yeah, it's got dark. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got Oz, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne Thug. would be a good Bite crow.
0: his freaking head off!
2: <laughs> he would be a good crow. With Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider would be a bad crow. <laughs> Rob Schneider is the crow. Everyone looks on in horror, with Steel muttering, What the living fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Consuming the crow and absorbing its complete power, mm. Alex balls his fist and makes quick work of the thugs. Alex then rips Grizzly's jaw off and tabs the bone into his face. Jesus, throat. I mean, it's on brand. But <laughs> fuck me. Albrecht, panicking, tries to shout reason to Alex, but he won't hear it. Steele, shaken by all of his pleas for mercy, before Alex responds, fresh out of mercy, Alex then buries his hands into Steele's eyes, killing him.
1: Doesn't bury his thumbs. Buries his hands <laughs> in his eyes. <clears throat> He's actually got very tiny hands. Yeah, <laughs> like a doll. Just you know I'm doing a, like a proper like, Donald Trump is the crime.
2: Tom Savini kind of like Mm. visual.
1: I'm I'm on board. Yeah. Pacing towards Albrecht, Alex gloats that he can abuse his powers to become the greatest crime lord Detroit has ever seen. Albrecht tries to understand why this power has come to Alex, but the painted man simply shrugs, saying, "Sometimes you just get lucky." Raising his fists, his his tiny fists. His tiny fists. Alex is temporarily halted, unable to deliver the killing blow. Off-screen, we hear a call. (coughs) And both men turn to see a crow, a, a bird, crow. bird crow, hop out toward them and cock its head. Another call rings out from the rafters. Get motherfucker! Alex asks, what is this? And Albrecht responds, are they with you? And then, and one Woman appears. I thought she was with you. No, you didn't. You literally met up with her earlier in the film. Yes! Anyway. Fuck that movie. More crows appear before taking flight and dive bombing Alex, piercing him multiple times with their beaks. F- fighting back, he is driven toward the large window before crashing out of it. Ah, Gothic cinema. So we th- this does kind of take
2: place in in City of Angels, but it looks shit. Our one will look good. It does. Yes. Yeah. 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 And also, and, I do uh, uh, I do like the big blood in the face of the crows. I cool. was
0: going to say, yeah. And the post is really cool because he stood next to the broken window and he's like leaning against the broken glass. And that's almost like a cool shot. Yep. It's like the best thing about that film.
1: I agree. Albrecht rushes over, but all he can see on the ground below is an empty coat. The next day, it's bloody Christmas Eve. Good pleasure, good pleasure. You you there, boy. What day is it? (laughs) Why, it's Christmas Eve, sir. (laughs) Go fuck off it. That's
0: an old man shouting out of a window and Heath Ledger's crowed. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas Day. You got the wrong day. The wrong ghost, motherfucker. (laughs) Are, Are you a robin, sir? Uh, no, that that's him. Why is he just... so serious? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> or just a version of Christmas Carol where instead of the three ghosts it's just three versions of the Raven oh, showing up. Oh, the fuck I mean, yeah. yeah. The crow of Christmas future, the crow of Christmas past. <laughs>
0: oh my god. The next day is bloody Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. And Albrecht brings a present to Sarah. She apologises for not getting him anything but promises him free hot dogs for six months. I like the hot dogs in the first film. Yeah. I like that he has a big thing about hot yeah. dogs. <laughs> he laughs as I just did and accepts <laughs> the hot dogs <laughs> as I would not. If I'm vegetarian. She asks him about the case, and he admits he's left unable to explain, to, okay. to explain this to his superiors what has happened, but they have chalked it up to a mercenary hired by Steele who ended up double-crossing him. It's neat enough for them, so the case is considered closed. As Christmas carolers begin to sing "Carol of the Bells," the, the creepy one. one. <laughs> the creepy one. <laughs> Albrecht and Sarah muse on the nature of death, justice, and revenge, before deciding that ultimately, for every good person, there is someone of equivalent evil who will take advantage of what's in front of them, be that a corrupt cop or a spirit of retribution. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) The end. Fade to credits.
2: Uh, Probably going to be a... um...
0: Crow flying past. Get it, fucked. It flies into the camera and then it goes to black. Uh, it would probably be a. I, I'd say it's a bit of a Gary Newman song. You fucking Ooh. love a bit of Gary Newman. I love
2: Mason fucking. I've Gary never
0: Newman. met a Gary Newman fan before, but Matthew is that guy. I love me Gary Newman. you have uh, seen the fucking live like recently. I've you? seen recently. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Gary Newman six times live.
1: Wow. I know several people who love seeing Gary Newman live. He's great. He never gets sold.
0: He does, he's aged like, horribly, but. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Like Gary Oldman. But Gary, yeah. And Gary, no, Gary Newman is older than Gary Newman. No, the other way around. Gary, Gary Newman is, is
2: older than Gary, old. than Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah. Correct, yeah, that's true. And he always will be, because that's how time works. <laughs> 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 I'm ready for your questions and concerns. My first. Will one. Heath Ledger die in this film?
0: No. Good. I mean, he might do. You don't control that. Uh, you're but the David S. Goyer in this situation I hate to No, you're right I hate that's to fair, That's fair Basically call you a cunt But Well, mm-hmm. if
2: you're scrutinising this You're the Weinstein of the situation You better believe it <laughs> Oh no! No, go ahead, you guys, I'm listening What's up?
0: I have a big question I'm going to start off no, with No, go ahead, go ahead Francis Lawrence Yeah He didn't do any films for another like Seven years in our timeline Yeah it's, it's, I feel like it's a bit too elegant. He's doing like Destiny's Child music videos. Yeah, at this it's,
2: point. It's, so was Tim Pope though. It's the same thing. I think. I think coming off. Yeah. Video, and also, so was David Fincher doing music videos until he was only David Fucking Fincher doing films. True. I know. It's you know. I genuinely think there's a stylistic eye for it if there's a strong enough script and you go like here's the blueprint of what came before. You can do something with that, especially if you have got the older crew coming back. I'm open to new suggestions, obviously, but um, I think Francis instance, is an interesting shout. Um, but I'm listening. I'm listening.
0: I have a a bold couple of suggestions. I'm ready. You mentioned David Fincher. I did. I have another David to suggest. A one, Mr. Lynch. Really? Really. David Lynch. David Lynch does the crow. I can imagine it being.
2: David Lynch does the crow? It could be very interesting. David Lynch doing this crow. I
0: can't imagine him doing it.
2: Yeah. I could imagine David Cronenberg doing this. Oh. Oh. Maybe. All the Davids.
0: Pick, pick, so your favorite favorite table. Table. pick your favorite. Table. Well
1: actually I was gonna we've mentioned him twice. Fincher. Because, oh, because I can a, see Fincher, yeah, he's, absolutely. He's coming from that music video background. If he's you think, just done seven and things. He's yeah. like and and the game. Um yeah, so this would be between Fight Club and uh Panic Room? Panic Room. I, um, I like Fincher quite a lot. Thinking actually, yeah. about his, his like earlier aesthetic, I think <laughs> would really work with the crow. And I so my main concern with this Yes is that essentially you have a film here where you've got Heath Ledger, who is a rising star, who would be presumably featured quite heavily in the marketing material, (laughs) but who I mean, you're not going to not feature the crow in all the marketing material.
0: Every crow film is just all about the crow in the marketing, whether the crow features heavily or not.
1: But it doesn't... The the story doesn't really focus on him. He is the antagonist. So it's no bankable... I I, I agree. And you've got... Mm ernie uh, ernie hudson in the year 2000 as essentially your main character yeah that's true and i think this would work better if you add you want to in... brad pitt morgan freeman set yeah them. basically Shit, i think i think you throw in a Young new detective. younger oh yeah i like that. and essentially oh, yeah you like have that. a spiritual sequel to seven that's not a bad shout tim hmm do like you have it. any names? I d- I didn't have time to kind of sit and think. Eight-year-old Christian Stewart. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. She would be ten. like Ten. Wish. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, I mean, who could we get? I mean, not to be Brad Pitt, but Brad Pitt's not a bad. Shout. He's a two thousand. Brad Pitt's maybe too
2: too big, mm. and to be too close to being what he's in seven. Is I don't think idea. it's a bad idea. But if, if if seven exists and he's just done Fight Club, we're not getting Brad Pitt. Yeah. Speaking of Fight Club, also he's just on Ocean's Eleven with Edward Norton. Would we'll mind a bit of Edward Norton? Edward Norton, I think, is a good shout. He would twist the film. I think Norton would m- make it more about him.
0: He- Norton would have to maybe be the crow. It, maybe it could be. <laughs> yeah, Norton. Would make maybe you way. would make the young detective the focus, and Ernie is the. Oh wait, do we lose? We don't lose. And- His directing. This
2: to be no. We don't. No, we don't- no, yeah. Here's- We're not- mm, yeah, it's pretty here's close, some-
1: isn't it? Here's someone who might work, and I kind of don't want to recommend him. Johnny for, for Mike for, Myers for reasons that will become apparent. Okay, go ahead. But if we if we're thinking Fincher as a director, yeah uh-oh. he's worked with him. Uh-oh. Okay. I and, see where this uh, is going. Oh And, and I think he working the thing. Jared, Jared, Jared Leto. Lito. oh no. Fucking hell. No.
0: No. I refuse. <laughs> I hate Leto. He, he can fuck off I mean Mr. Is it Mr. Nobody is I it? mean you've got two yeah. Jokers against each other
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah That's true Arguably the best Arguably ju- the worst. Jokers. a Joker And a Jared Lee Yeah exactly Um yeah. Oh Fuck off
0: Point <laughs> <laughs> literally, Tim said fuck off
2: Jack Nicholson Joaquin Phoenix Oh, He's on Gladiator at this point
0: ah, He's very young isn't he He's your mm. youngest Fucking Gladiator isn't he He's in his like 20s Yeah Actually, glad it's 2001, 2000, 2000. You have to do these yeah. simultaneously mm. side by side, but it's a low budget yeah. and a Sword and Sand yeah, film. Wacky yeah, yeah. Phoenix could be interesting. I don't know if it's mm. the right I thing, but yeah. I think something. Mm. I wonder if Waking Phoenix would do, as you described, an Edward Norton and make, make, it, make it a wacky. Yeah, but I, true. I wonder if that is the right direction. Like I said with that, I wonder if that is the right direction for the film. If you, if you bring in that new young character, Although, you have him be the surrogate audience member yeah. and bring mm. him in. As He's the, still
2: not a star, though. He's still not... Like, if, if Tim's talking about mm. someone to carry the movie in terms of a name... More of a star than Ernie Hudson. That's true. That's, that's very
0: true. Ernie Hudson is not...
2: Ernie Hudson was, was a star like but then 10 years ago. But... Again, The Crow came out and Brandon Lee was known as... Oh, it's the son. And that's how I think it's it. the I, son of Bruce I, Lee. I was a huge Bruce Lee fan at the time. Yeah. And I was watching a lot of martial arts. Like I was watching... Uh, Donnie Yen wasn't as big at the time. But I was Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. And I was absorbing that like a typical teenager. Me too. Me and then too. it's like, wait, Brandon Lee is his son? I don't understand. And I realized there was another film he was in, and I was like, oh, this is this is quite shit. But it doesn't I'm, I'm
1: going to throw a name out there. Oh, please do, please do. Uh, done a couple of years earlier, uh, "The Thin Red Line." Oh, Adrian Brody.
2: Brody's interesting. I
0: hate Adrian Brody.
2: I don't know if he'd be Brody's interesting. He's very interesting. I thought mm. you were going to say Jim Caviezel. Oh, he would also work oh, well. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's uh, JC, Jesus, yeah. Jesus Christ, Jim Caviezel. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he might be interesting. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of potential. You'd have to you'd have to think more about the character to get the casting right. I must admit,
2: though, I would also say I'd like to bring in. I'd like it to be another African American, maybe mm? someone like um, a Will Smith, Van Peebles, or something. Will Smith. Because I haven't seen him in a long time. Will Smith. Not Will Smith. He's too oh, big. yeah, too big. Uh, Jamie Foxx could be interesting Oh, mm. okay
0: okay I like
2: a bit of Jamie yeah, Foxx what's Jamie Fox doing in 2000? we did comedy stuff but in terms of film he goes does Ray in 2005 mm. in 2000 he's 1999 was yeah it was any given Sunday was 99 and 2001 he's in Ali and things like that so and then he goes into other things like Collateral, which he's fucking great in Collateral and Ray and stuff like that all at the same time. he's And then Jarhead, and then we don't talk about Miami Vice, but he's great in Dream Girls and things. He's he's on the rise, but in, in, in 2000, I really think Jamie Foxx might be a good thing. A, a young up and coming cop who's trying to prove himself. He's old enough to be a detective. He's the kind of thing I would cast now as Michael B. Jordan kind of thing. And if it's roles are reversed, it'd be Jamie Foxx in the older role and things, but Hudson being charming as fuck and also jaded at this point and Jamie Foxx being so hungry to get out there and prove himself. Mm. Like I can imagine like, in the corridor when Rydell's getting like, you know, shot up by, um, by Ledger's crow. <sighs> That he'd be like, "Oh man, they just kill the captain." It's like, "No, you stay here." It's like, "No, no, no." I know. It, rather than
1: us knowing the powers, save the captain. It's like nothing stay, can kill this guy. Here, Get like, the yeah. fucker back. We mm. need to leave. This is not a thing. I to like fight. that addition Tim and That's a and good combination show. of mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got uh, a bad suggestion and a good one. Okay, if you say Jim Carrey, no. So he'd be he'd be too old for the kind of dynamic that we're thinking about. Sure, um, but if we're going um, Crow, David Goyer, Wesley Snipes, motherfucker. Snipes would be interesting. Uh, he'd, I ch- he'd have done Blade at this point. He would
2: have been Blade.
1: Snipes is a good shout. He again, he's, he's
2: yeah, he'd be, he'd be he's mm. it's it's a good it's mm. an interesting suggestion. So, and the
1: the other one that I would throw out, um, who again, is probably not big enough to be if we're gonna have this person be like the face that's carrying the film, perhaps true. to a certain extent. Um, but Mackay Pfeiffer. he's an interesting choice. Oh, yeah, mm. M- he's M- actually Pfeiffer. not bad yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, there's I, can, I think there's a lot of potential and I think mm. it's not hard for us to pick up a lot of interesting names in the same way like oh that'd be a good crow mm. it's always like how is this always so bad <laughs> um, oh
0: because it's cursed um, speaking of cops in Detroit Eddie Murphy
2: <laughs> Eddie
3: Murphy <laughs>
2: oh, making a little
0: comeback good lord no thank you Martin Lawrence
2: <gasps> I think I watched uh, Bad and, Boys and she's my wife to um, uh, the film boys. Life oh yeah nice. I really liked that film yeah. actually she enjoyed it too but yeah good film mmm in my
1: opinion. So any other concerns, thoughts, problems, gentlemen? No, I think, I mean, that, that was my main thing. I think little I, are in there. You get getting that, you get an extra angle because also you've got a lot, obviously we have Sarah coming back, hmm. but you have She's a lot kind of, of tangential and yeah. mostly in the second She's, one. Yeah. You have a lot of, She's I think the is right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a lot of Albrecht kind of doing stuff by himself. He carries a lot in his own. It's so, like, yeah, he'd
2: he'd have no one to bounce off of. I think I think you're right, Tim. I think that's a yeah. really good that's a really good call.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. well done, gentlemen. I like it. <laughs> did you have any other directors you were gonna gonna float? Jack,
0: uh, I did have one, but Go I think ahead. I think Fincher is is my pick. But the other one I had thought of, Sam Raimi. Very interesting. Pre Spider Man. Pre Spider Man.
2: Post the Gift. I want to say. Yes, correct. Mm. Um, could be, and again, especially for the visuals, but I think he'd. He, could, I don't know. If he, I wonder if he'd ham it up a bit too much. He didn't. So i was saying the gift. He didn't in the gift. Yeah, but that's he didn't. Really spider man. Sp- he didn't. <laughs> spider Man. but that could be hammy and cheesy. That's fine. Um, he and it, Drag Me to Hell also has a lot of that cheese mm, bullshit. Very much so. Yeah, but it feels like he'd have to be, for lack of a better word, on best
1: behaviour. Yes. Yeah. The, very the, much so. the problem is that it's that thing of I um, think Sam so Raimi that- probably works best with a hands-on producer who yeah, is there to yeah. rein him back and that's exactly the thing we want to avoid in this situation. Oh, no one we wants being hands-on.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I, th- I think I think it's a very good shout especially because in the nature of how we are doing, like a Savini, um, Nicotero kind of mm, yeah. style yeah. maker. And we are basically making into, despite being 2000, we're making a 90s, mm. late 80s sort mm. of film. We're making a callback to all the sort of Return of the Dead, even like, you know, a Clive Barkery kind of thing with, mm-hmm. with uh, of all things, um, the nightbreed and that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's a cool back. I mean, like a Cronenberg idea we're mentioning, aren't it? but in a post Matrix universe, I think that could be quite a, a different. Like here's a cool science fiction thing. Here's the cool horror thing. But leaning in the horror angle being mm. a different thing. I think, and it's not exactly the same as the first film. I don't think the fans would be that. There's also a six year gap, so I think the fans would be slightly different. I think yeah. it's I enough.
1: Think, I think the gap was a really worthwhile thing to take because I, they I agree. Yeah. They in in talking when they were talking about how. They spoke to the fans online and and people wanted distance. They wanted the story to be removed from the original. And so, you know, kind of one of the solutions that they had with City of Angels was let's move it geographically. Yes. Which means you do, you know, you you can kind of have Sarah move to a new city. It doesn't work as well with Albrecht. So if you want to keep his presence, having a time gap and allowing people to better process the, you know, the, awful tragedy of, of brandon lee and stuff like that yeah and have a little bit more you know kind of space and perspective and stuff on that um yeah. it um it solves that problem and it means you can keep it in detroit and you can you yeah. can keep that also that aesthetic you can you know have it chucking down with rain rather than oh, kind of smog and yeah stuff i think like oh,
2: that. be, it has to come back to that sort of look yeah. and feel of it entirely um and again because of the matrix people are trying to emulate that anyway so mm. i think there would be uh, uh, um, uh, an encouragement to bring that back. It's like we yeah. have a property that looks like this, guys. It's like,
1: oh, great. Would uh, mm-hmm. would you be going for, as it's set near Christmas, some like uh, snowy aesthetics to to I think kind of contrast with, with yeah, the, yeah.
3: The,
2: the, all the gothy blacks? I think so. Yeah. Some, some some really stark. It dark almost dark looks like it's shot
0: in black and white because you've got mm-hmm. the white of the snow and the darkness of the night and the think crow and all that. Batman kind of stuff. Returns. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what. The, I really like that
2: you guys have made this a yeah. thing I mean I was like that right now I really like it and yeah. I'm disappointed again I agree, <laughs> if, I agree. If, if we get to the end As of I'm now a huge fan of the crow law <laughs> series whenever we get to the point where we think to ourselves that'd be really cool and you think hang on have you included a dead actor and something that can't be done really now at all yes yes I have it's like <laughs> so this literally is something we can never see that's correct fuck
0: fuck to quote, to quote, man, fuck 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 ah. Ah both the raven caca bitch <laughs> yeah one last point please and weirdly enough it was a note I made about halfway through reading because yeah, I, yeah. I take little notes as go I'm ahead, reading like double screening it essentially mm. and uh, I was like so if he's a criminal and like not a great guy and all that kind of stuff sure do the, does the crow not know that like how does how does the magic and the law work and all that sort of stuff yeah and you got towards the end and he was like he dies because of the crows I'm like ah, they realised they made a mistake and brought the wrong dude back mm-hmm. and then tried yeah. to murder the crow man, the man the crow, yeah, with the birds the crow. I was I'm, like, that makes sense. Uh, well, in the way this film makes sense. In the way, the way that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, as in, like, you righted that wrong yeah. before if I it's finished just, the sentence if it's just in my a notes, feeling, kind
2: of If it's just a feeling of, like, the idea of powerful love and you
1: are that fucking narcissistic.
0: Yes. And, and also be? the
1: vengeance. Like, he yeah. he wants revenge because he feels like he's been betrayed. Yeah, and wronged yeah. entirely, yeah. Mm.
0: I wonder, um, kind of spinning off of that. As soon as we, I read the final line, the the retribution line. Yes. I wonder if the Crow Retribution might be an option for the, for the. I'm no problem with that. That's pretty good. I, the Requiem Retribution. They're they're the same. And that's gonna, the thing. I think
2: there's so many things you can go with. That are so very revengeance, gothy. for example. <laughs> revengeance. Oh my god. Okay, Metal the, Gear Rising. Unobtainable. The Crow
1: Requiem, directed by Hideo Kojima.
2: Oh my god, Tim! Don't put that in my head. He cradles a small baby that he plugs in, <laughs> but the baby is in fact a crow.
1: Norman Reedus is the crow. I've been playing Death sand- Stranding st- and enjoying a lot of shit out of it. Soundtrack by Joy Division.
2: Oh, Tim! I like it. Except, you know, New Order. <laughs>
0: Albrecht. <laughs> Albrecht Recast. Guillermo del Thor. <laughs> Boo. I mean...
1: Boo. I, and in, and, in, in, and in.
0: introducing, as himself,
2: Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Nicholas Windig Refn. Actually... Reffin could be an interesting thing now If too, we're a doing a crow, crow
0: 3 Like say yeah. 10 or 15 years but after you But you know
2: who one, he'd make the Crow? Ryan Gosling Oh really? I would never have guessed <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had to tell you for some reason <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, Or Mads Mikkelsen
0: Like an old Crow and a young Crow I was going to say, things. Death Stranding is pretty good I can see, Yeah. I mean he has the like Crying the black
2: the oil Tear yeah.
0: yeah. stuff anyway Mads Mikkelsen would be a great Ky- Crow Kyrol. Normal Norman Reedus would be a great Crow it would, would, would be interesting. A, the same be with Ed Furlong's an interesting choice. Mm. Yeah, I would yeah. like it though. I mean, <clears throat> in an ideal world, because I'm a huge voice acting nerd, Troy Baker would be a good crow as well. But oh yeah. No, mm. he, he doesn't get a big break in like movies. Mm.
1: I mean, we talked. We talked about the the gothic romance of it. We kind of skipped off a mm. Del Toro as an option for director. Because He's also. I thought, I thought about him. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's yeah. a good shout. But, you know what? So I again, being the 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 guy that I am, I do also like the idea again. It's tricky because with the nature of the crow, we always tend to go, oh, who's a pasty-ass fucking white guy with long <laughs> hair? I did, and, but then you think, "Like, yeah, but Brandon Lee was like mixed race. He was half yeah. Chinese. Um, and you're like, oh, yeah, good point. He's an Asian superhero. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's... Fuck you, Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, you could cast... Again, I kind of would like to see... Uh, like Mary Van Peebles, a black crow. Mm. But then equally... The, the words, black crow, feels horrible to say out loud, mm. and then you do the white face Isn't paint. that white
0: face? Like, well, is, in, white in, in like Dead thing. Presidents,
2: for example, it, it, it is a mm. beautiful imagery of the skull motif, as it were. There's a lot of really interesting things you could do with it, but of course, uh, nobody will.
1: You would need, like, a, a good, really good screenwriter, but you look at things like what Watchmen... Not David S. Yeah, yeah, what Watchman has been doing. You could have a really interesting... Yeah, no, that's true. ...fucking period crow piece with mm-hmm. like delving into well you know, i mean it wasn't regina it even...
2: king as the crow yeah could
1: be interesting or terrible i mean 90s uh or, or this the 2000 period we could have uh angela bassett as the crow fucking no, hell that's interesting yeah yeah there's so many there's so, many, opposite, it's so it's, many things you can do it's, it's fascinating because this film like city of angels is really this kind of turning point where it obviously, killed, it killed the franchise. Yeah, it, it killed, the, definitely it yeah. killed the franchise off because it 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 had been obviously you have Brandon Lee dying. And it's gonna like changes the way that film history in a, in a certain degree. goes. Well, it did, because, because the gun would, laws and things were changed. The gun, out. yeah, the yeah. gun handling laws. Like this was his breakout role. He could potentially have been like a you know. I think he could have easily been fucking Neo yeah, in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, fuck
0: yeah that's a, that's a really good I know it yeah, was like yeah.
2: was the original cast but like, if you think about it Branley had the martial arts experience he mm. had the looks he was charming as fuck he was a pretty mm. guy and he was good at his job and he was really emotional I think he could be in
1: so many things yeah um, it's really disappointing but the the, the the fact that The Crow was a huge success and then this film just killed it off tanked it yeah it's um... well I mean when you
0: come with the third one and they planned a full theatrical release and it's like yeah totally fine wait how much money did the second one make? Mm. Oh, zero. Or close enough to zero. Pull it now. Straight to DVD, motherfuckers. Mm. You know. ain't going to no theatres. Yeah. And that basically was the death knell for mm. the entire series. Yeah. And like I said, they're working. I don't Pre-production. Think, it's they're not not. think it's dead. They're not. I think it's dead. But it can't die. It's crap. Oh. Yeah it's back it's climbed back into its grave <laughs> yeah the crow remake could be interesting Momoa's an interesting cast i don't, mind Jason Momoa I don't very like much, him,
2: well but... i don't mind him so much recently but he's yeah, but he's an interesting cast uh, casting choice i don't know if he's at all the right casting choice
1: physically i th- i think he's too big i feel like the crow has got to be like <laughs> totally a, agreed, a live, yeah. lean yeah. dude um yep yeah, yeah.
2: Also, he's far too—he'd be you
1: know far too. Who
0: white. I might cast as the crow these days? Thinking okay. flanky white dudes with long hair. We say, talked about him, say it. Say be- it. Say it before. Yeah. Say it. Ezra Miller. Yep. Yeah. It's either
2: him or Timothée Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I agree Those entirely. Those two
0: guys would work very well.
2: Robert Fucking Pattinson and be interesting. Oh, an R. Pat's crow. Yeah. Do now you see
1: talking. internet? Do you see what we do it's here? It's So easy. We need. We need a fucking. We need a uh, prestige crow. HBO show that's oh. like an anthology. Oh, Tim! Um, where Tim. it jumps around history and we see multiple incarnations. Tim, of I just changed Change my trousers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, so that's that's what we're presenting. Crow to in Japan. Crow <laughs> yeah. in a
0: Nazi concentration camp. French
1: crow. I, I want a fucking Fuck. uh, lameys crow. Oh uh, <laughs> again, what you deserve to be? Russell
3: Crowe. Yeah.
1: Adieu, <laughs> <It's- laughs> <And I'm> Shepard. <Japan. laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm lucky <Le> boo. <laughs> uh,
2: we've had a good time here, ladies and gentlemen, and we hope you have too. And if hey. you're
1: already frothing at the mouth, thinking this is the worst idea you've had, fuck you! <laughs> hey, listeners, go watch The Crow again. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's so
0: good. It holds up so well. It looks great. It's got a fantastic soundtrack, brilliant atmosphere,
1: lovely acting, all that good. Yeah, and then and stuff. then feel sad about Brandon Lee, and then feel sad about Bruce Lee as well. Yeah. And then go and read Ask, some comments. And then and then and then go say fuck Quentin Tarantino for fucking once upon oh, a time in Hollywood. The, would, yeah. Made me so angry at that film. I, I was
2: so disappointed by that film. And we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah. But um yeah. So Jack Hello. You crow loving bitch. That's Me. i don't know where that came from. Where can people find you on the I'm trying to make it a, a,
0: a pun, but I don't do pun, so the internet At JLW Chambers on the tweets on the grams, on the books. Sure. Sure. Why not? All those good things for the social medias. Come and follow me for, apparently, my reviews of Crow Comics now, because <laughs> that's what I'm reading <laughs> right fucking now. They're good. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, I will talk more about wrestling. If you want to hear about my opinions about the death of WCW, hit me up. Why yeah. not? <laughs> I have lots of opinions. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash might be responsible interesting oh, yeah. and also i kind of get that yeah. entirely bold scott uh, hall not yeah. as responsible no <laughs> no yeah i have opinions about wrestling opinions about comics opinions about video games if you want to hear those things hit me up on the twitters mm-hmm. if you'd like to hear tim's opinions
1: where could they go mr Matum? uh they should go to twitter and they should uh follow trivia underscore lad mm. uh, where you can hear me talk about I don't know, mostly comics, and then also, I don't know the uh, how the film Hackers is underrated. Um, and I weir- met Ian Software interviewed him. Weird- a good guy. Weirdly prescient. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's basically the best place to follow me on on the internet, Matt. Hey, if uh, if people are less interested in the car car of the crow and more interested in your tweets, oh Tim, where do they find you? Uh, they
2: can search for Stogs, S T O G H Z, um, on pretty much anything. I'm not on everything. If you search on Tumblr, I'm not there. But, you know, you could search there. Mm. Who knows? You could also go to cheeseman.com and see the films that I make, or you could go to the redrighthand.co.uk and see the reviews of films that I watch. Uh, as Jack is very fond of saying, all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, I will watch films all the time. I think it's probably me in total. But also, we should point out. Sometimes people want to follow the show. Some people are like, I don't care about the components. Give me the the whole. I don't care about the flappy
0: beef in the burger. Give me the whole burger. I would, I would hope that yeah. the show is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, it's tricky to get is. all three of us, Voltroning together to create yeah. this lovely,
1: the, bu- podcast. the beautiful alchemy that is sequelizing. Yeah. Mm. The the, yeah. the Twitter
2: or the uh, or the Instagram bingo of getting all of us to like a post yeah. and getting <laughs> the, the show to do it. It's it's a tricky thing, but some people have done it. Your wife managed it, Matthew.
0: Yeah. We like your wife. She's great.
2: Yeah, she's... I mean, if you want to follow the show... Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter, mm. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook. Ooh. That's probably it, isn't it? Yeah. Of, it's the main yeah, things. yeah. yeah.
0: No, uh, no Quibby. I'm afraid. No.
2: And just equalizes You can find us quite easily. Or, you know, through our personal Twitter things, we're, we, you know, we retweet our For own we we our the links off. and the yeah. tweets and the stuff, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. Pro- you're quite capable of people. You know what you're doing. Um, but, you know, because of the nature of... Uh, how the internet works, we usually have to say these things for some reason, anyway. Um, but at the same time, you can also send us an email, sequelizers at gmail.com. If you want to write your own crow pitch and say, You know, be really good for the crow, uh, I said it in Russia and it's played by this fucking guy, um, and he's Dolph like, Lundgren. Yeah, Dov Lundgren, and he's like, He's Swedish, and you're like, Okay, fair enough. Um,
0: eh, I don't know that one works. No, I'm joking. I don't think it works. No, no. I, think, I think
2: you failed. Yeah, it was a joke. I'd like to do a 90s version of The Crow with um, Bruno Gantz, who is also Swiss. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots, interesting. Lots of Swiss uh, Like people. Wings of Desire.
0: Anyway, Daniel Brawl, not bad. Brawl be rude.
2: Damn it. <laughs> Send us an email with your lists. Yeah. Um, but who also, do you think should
0: be a crow? Most importantly. Could have a murder of crows and they all come together. Uh, it's like the Avengers of crows.
2: And I am all the Jedi. Ah, uh, You did it.
0: Uh, you see? Uh, That's
2: what happens when you say that.
0: All the crows live in me now.
2: And I am all the policemen. (laughs) Crime lords. I'm the mayor, the government, and the crime. Also importantly, we have to talk about that sweet, sweet money. Mm. I'm so sorry, guys. It's a bit of a, a, a mercenary thing to do, but we have to do it because it's part of the thing. But also, we put a lot of effort into our Patreon. We put a lot of extra content in. I mean, the bonus stuff the t-shirt stuff the merchandise the stuff movie the movie commentary you got your
0: outtakes which is for this episode about an hour long <laughs> oh my god they're so fucking this is, long this is the longest outtakes we've ever had but. tons so of games and conversations for bonus content we're now playing games and having fun rather than just chatting about stuff we're still chatting about <laughs> it's stuff. not all dick talk well <laughs> not all dick talk it's less than 90% dick talk this is true that's true um, if but, you want to go and support us patreon.com sequelizers is the place to go we have pledges ranging from just $1 a month. Yeah. Up yeah. to $50 a month if you would like to pick a film for us to sequelize in the future. Yeah. You can do that. That is an option. If you would like to vote on episodes you can do that we will have him having a poll for season six mm-hmm. pretty soon up on the patreons so you can go and check that out and cast your votes and decide one of the films we'll be covering yep you want early access you want ad free if you're getting sick of us talking about talking about stitcher premium first of all how very dare you fantastic service true second of all join us on patreon yep. for a dollar
1: or not there yeah, anymore
0: yeah you can get away with it Yeah. early access if you want to hear it the Friday before it comes out on Tuesday mm-hmm. you can also do that there's merch there's t-shirts there's all kinds of stuff coming up
2: if you like the amazing John Scarrett artwork because it is good Jay Scarrett on like Twitter and things and Instagram great eyes mm-hmm. obviously doing our little images the, the crow ones especially really fucking love them love them yeah. if you think to yourself I I, I kind of want to join in I, wa- I want to be a little face that's one of our perks on, on our little tiers on yeah. the uh, on thing. You can do that and he and send a picture to him of your bum, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just just a giant bum. I don't know how people work. Anyway, but there's all kinds of cool stuff and if you have the money and you have the inclination, please do support. If not, do other things. Share our stuff around. Tweet about it. Talk about it. Recommend us to a friend.
0: Recommend us to a friend. Review us on Stitcher. You can review us on Podchaser and on Apple, Apple podcasts,
1: podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, all the, all the, the you know where the, to all, get the us. all the wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah.
0: Thanks, guys. The car.
3: The car. Ah, 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 ah,